BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hi, it's Todd. Okay, listen, I have some dates. Is everything all right? Everything is okay? Is, is something wrong? Okay, you know that joke. All right, uh, I'm going to rip through some dates real quick, but do me a favor, listen to this whole little pre-thing here, because after these dates, it really helps explain the show today. Uh, I'll, go, I'll get through these dates real quick. Here we go. On October 14th, 15th, and 16th, I'll be at the DC Improv. I'm in their side room. It's a ridiculously intimate evening, so that's what it's called. That's the name of it. And uh, it sells out really quick because it's such a small room. Then I will be at uh, PJ Ryan's on the 20th of October. And um, it's going to be a fun night there. And then uh, I'll be at the Comedy Cabaret in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, the 21st of October. And did I mention that PJ Ryan's is in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, October 20th? Okay, there we go. So there are all the dates. Now, today's show, how do I cleanly explain what happened? Mike, well, I don't want to overset it up, but Mike in later the next day or right after the show realized, he goes, God, Todd, I, I was, he was a little high. He got lost and I smoke after the, on the, well, it wasn't really the after show because there was no after show. By the way, I say there's going to be an after show, but there really, there wasn't. We just did one big long show. So, Mike got a little lost because he was high. He doesn't smoke that often. And then he he, he would just like – and then I probably over-explained uh, things he was asking. He just – he seemed to be argumentative, but – and it was always over the stupidest things. So going into that, I think it helps explain the show. Mike is my great, great friend. So although we get into these what I call silly, stupid arguments um, – it's not that big of a deal. I don't want to over-preface it, but we, we, you know, we, we still had a great, great time, and he's very funny, and we, we had a good time. But maybe if you know that going into it, you'll uh, understand, and then um, have fun. All right, bye. Thanks, everybody. Remember, I say there's an after show, but there isn't. So uh, it's just one big, long show. All right, bye. Later, uh, next week, Tom Wilson's our guest. We play some of the sketches that we got. 
Next week, we play some of the sketches that we got. Don't send any more, but we'll play uh, some that we got. All right. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. Now you're hearing our jingle. Very funny comedian, Mr. Todd. Who is that? That? That was my aunt. I say it every week. You never heard me say it? No. I don't listen to the show when I'm not on. Comedy Central Neither do I. Thanks, buddy. Hey, don't eat your chips once we go in the air. From the beautiful La Cienega Strip, high atop Black Horse Motors, it's the Todd Glass Show. Oh, yeah. Fade out low. No, don't go too quick. Worst thing you can do in the business is too quick of a fade out. It's, it'll fuck up the whole show. Bring it back up and do the guy who does a bad fade out. Crank it up. All righty, so we're here... <laughs> Right, that's a bad fade out. Now do a good fade out. All right, you're listening to the Todd Glass Show. It's going to be a fun, a fun. I'm in a, I'm, oh, I'm always in a pretty good mood, but I'm in an extra good mood tonight. I feel my head is in a, a good space, probably because I have nothing to do tomorrow, and that's my goal in life is to have nothing to. I don't mean nothing. I like I want to do stand up comedy in this podcast, and other than that, nothing. I just want to do nothing. I just want to be a leisurely man. But you, that's that is kind of your like. Your life. No, no, how could you work out comedically or, or are you serious? I would say 50% serious. Okay. Oh, Daniel. You work out. Hey, look, look it, I, it, 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 to really enjoy that life, you have to be, have to have money. Yes, I do that without the money. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'm working on things and I'm, and I'm hoping that this, this develops into something. And I'm, in the meantime, I'm happy to have my stand up and it makes me a living and, and I'm, and I have a house and I'm happy, but yeah. I'm not with the point of my career where I can go, you know what? If I lived in this house for the rest of my life, I could, there's a point in your career and you could do whatever you want at that point where you can go, if I stayed in this house, I wouldn't have an, I have a nice house, but it's not crazy nice, but I want to, it would be a good point to go. If I lived in this house the rest of my life, I could, if I never worked another day in my life, I could support myself. That type of relaxation, you know, I, uh, what am I? T- so do you understand how, when you yes. say that's what no, I do, I do. I was, I'm talking about someone that has a tour bus and they're set for life. And now they're just torn around because they love doing stand up. What's wrong? We have a guest and we're going to get to him in a yeah. second. It's all right. Right out of I, the bat. I, no, no, no. I like that. You said, you know, you know what I meant. I think it's funny that you, like, tour bus is one of the first things you throw in as, like, sign of success and leisure. Well, who else is Oh, it? you know, he has a tour bus. Okay, and, what, uh, other, what other stand-up? I'm not arguing. It sounds like I am. Let me take the argumental tone out of my voice. What stand-up has a tour? Not a band, because you could be in a band in the beginning days and have 17 people or 10 on your tour bus and you're not making money yet. What comedian do you know that has a tour bus that's not doing fucking great? No, no. I'm... So that means that a tour bus is a sign. Yeah. Oh my God, Blake Wexler's over there, and he and he moved his chair, and three posters fell over. But but I want. I hold on one second. First of all, seriously, roll those back up because that would kill me. The fact that you thought that I wouldn't turn over and look over there. It's okay though. You know, when I get when I like things organized around me, I also don't want someone to feel unwelcome. So I, it's my way of saying you need to fix that. But I'm not mad that you did that. As long as you're not mad that I'm asking you to fix it. But what he did was he was watching the show, three posters. They're neatly raveled. Not only are they neatly, um, you know, folded, you know, in a circle, whatever you call that. But they're leaning neatly against the wall. So he pushes his chair. They all fall over. And then he quickly turns around and thinks that, that I'm going to be able to do the show like that. And you have a book. What are you doing? How much crap do you bring in here, Blake? And you want to know why I call you Blake Edwards? Because I'm not going to learn your name. 
if you can't treat me with respect. <laughs> no, first of all, let me start. We're going to get to our guest in a second. It's exciting. Uh, he used to be my roommate. That is exciting. Oh, thanks. What? Turn his mic off. <laughs> no. Fucking I'm- bullshit. Um, on last week's show, I kept calling him. Uh, first of all, I kept calling him Graham, and then I would call him Blake Edwards. But it's uh, it's uh, it's Blake Wexler. Blake Wexler. Uh, we'll be right back right after this. No. Um, so uh, is he- that Michael Jackson? What do you mean? That impression. How did I do Michael Jackson impersonation? No, who was that an impersonation of? Who? That you just did. I didn't do an impersonation. And you went, we'll be right back. Oh, Johnny Carson. Yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. Did you really think it was... Uh, no, I was making a joke. I've never heard someone have to explain that they just did a Johnny Carson. I know. That's why I was joking. It was an obvious. I was the guy who does it, who didn't know. He knows. He's, are you picking your teeth? I don't Great. Between, oh, you're eating. What do you pick your teeth with food? Is that a new trick? <laughs> then you eat the, the rest of it? All right. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're having a, a great day. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Go get into something comfortable, you know, unless you're, I don't know, maybe unless you're on the bus. I always say on the bus. Well, people listen on the bus. Something. Sure they do. All right. So here we are. And uh, my, my uh, Mike Komen is my guest. And now, Mike, uh, I like to give people's credit. You know what? Go. What do you do to find out, like, people listening, who's Mike Komen? Like, is he, is he, he, is he this? Well, so what, is, so. Okay. Uh, well, they could go to IMDB, I guess. I know what and, you've and that's done. like my jobs and stuff. Yeah. But I mean, I'm really here as your old roommate. That's why I'm Well, here. but I like people to know. I, you know, because I, not because I worked on like now with Conan O'Brien. Oh, you did? For seven <laughs> years. Oh. Oh, you're just, you're right, you're uh, right, you are here as my of, roommate, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not, yeah, exactly, I'm not. It's not like. I'm not here as the creator of Eagle Heart, I'm here as your old roommate. No, 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 I knew that, Mike, 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 seriously, I I knew you're not here, it's like, oh, I'm the creator of Eagle Heart, and I work, right. I get, I get that, oh my god, I feel stupid now. No, no, I, and produce. Exactly, I mean, the fact that I, yeah, I created. I'm or, sorry, I feel like. It or, or head wrote for, you know, shows on Comedy Central, that, that's, I'm here. That has nothing to do with Because we used to live together for five years. Anyway, listen, if I ever hold my hand up, don't worry about it. It's all good. Okay. Mike, that's a great story. And when we come back, what if I – everything you don't think I'm going to do, I do. Just like the worst interview would do, like pull up stuff. You go, oh. When we come back, we're going to uh, get a little dirt on Conan O'Brien. We'll be right back. Desmond had a barrel in the marketplace. Molly is the singer in a band. Who is, who is that? Desmond says to Molly, girl, I like your face. And Molly this is- says this as she takes him by the hand. Yeah, Katie is fixing Mike Coleman's microphone. Goes on. Alright, fade it out. Right. So Mike. Is that your phone? Oh, thanks for having me, by the way. This is actually really fun. No, this is fun because last week, or I don't know how many weeks ago, because we're 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 mm-hmm. probably dropping this not on the night that we're doing it. We had Tom Wilson on, and I knew Tom since I was fifteen. So Mike. I've known since I, I moved well, when I sort of not freshly moved to L.A., but early, years ago, we, we shared a house together. It was me, you and James. Yeah. Who wasn't in the business. No. We decided we were going to get a house together. And you said you had a college friend, James, who everybody loved James. Yeah. Well, James and I were roommates. We uh, were going to school in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and then neither one of us really liked where we were living. And. Well, when you mentioned being a gentleman of leisure, uh, uh, that really kind of came from James because James was – his father uh, was a British banker and his mother 
I don't know what he's doing. What are you doing under the table? Everybody <laughs> wants to know. I swear to God, he was looking for a nut. Like, <laughs> oh, never done a, it's a professional a show, show where you think it's people a, need your attention? You're going to dig under there for a nut? You're going to stop the show so that, he could look for a nut. Can I tell you table. something? You are going to apologize, and I'm going to apologize. Okay. Daniel Kino is a professional, and right. he would never do anything that was less interesting than That's the show right. or giving his attention to the show. And I think we cut him off. Before maybe he knew how interesting it was going to be. So we've done this before. It's a different version of it. We're going to be quiet, mm-hmm. and I will not stop until you find the nut and let you find a nut. And maybe you're right. Let's see. Go ahead. Go ahead. Find your nut. I wasn't sure what it was. Oh, go go for it. No, I found it. I wasn't well, sure. It may was. pretend it's under there again. I want to do it in real time. Where, where is but it? Throw a nut under there. Oh, you want me to reenact? Yeah, I want you to reenact to show you what would have happened if we gave our attention to you while you were looking for a nut. Well, um... All right, this, this, I, I, don't, I didn't realize you guys were going to notice it. I'm, you know, I, I just kind of see something that's weird under the table. I, I'm drawn to pick it up. Is that what it looked like? <laughs> I didn't exaggerate it. I just did exactly what you did. Now, it would be different if to imitate. I think people listening know what happened. We're all doing the radio interview. And then and Daniel, digging for something he's, he's under got his the foot table. under the table. And he's going and he's going and he's going and he's going. So when I just, when he was telling me what he was doing, obviously, I did it. And he goes, is that what it looked like? I didn't exaggerate. It's not like I went under the table. No, he fault. was honestly. It was. We were being boring. I mean, I don't. Here's what I don't want to do. No, we weren't. We were. We're talking about. I mean, no. It's all no. part of the show. No, 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 all no, right. no, no, no. It's all okay. part of the show. All right, all right. No, shame on you. Okay, but seriously, let's take a break. <laughs> run a vacuum cleaner really quick, <laughs> and get back to the show. Plus, Daniel knows how I am. I like you know. I need things quiet. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. What? Never seen anything like what? Uh, just that we. <laughs> It's a visual thing. The way he was looking for the nut was so intense. He was like furious. I thought he his feet dropped on the floor. I was so unaware of what it must have looked like. I'm sorry. I was. It was just the way if people people were actually starving to death in a room and somebody thought there might be a nut under the table. That's how he was looking for it. (laughs) Oh, God. You know what? I just realized something. And I'll give Daniel a lot of credit for this because I don't want to tease him like it's it's radio shtick oh. and you. But it, but I think what I do is I've learned to sort of try to be in the moment. And when you're doing something like that, or hey, if I'm doing it to you too, that, that you just be in the moment. You don't have to wait till the show's over, obviously, and then go. What were you doing? That's what I want to uh-huh. do most of the time. I think I'll oh, just say it. But what I just realized something was once you laugh at like you realized how like oh my god that looked bad then. It, then this sort of frustration dissipates 100%. Because that's all you're really looking for. It's like when someone has a cell phone in the audience and they pick it up, yes, that's rude. But when you look their way and you make eye contact and they shove it in their pocket, I'm not mad anymore because right. they're acknowledging, okay, yeah, I, I did something because, you know, we've all done it. Now are you going to pick your teeth? All right, come on. You got to. No, I have to say I said I'm in the moment. That's what this show's about. Now we're going to talk about you picking your teeth. Actually, one of the best moments I had in I don't want to make you upset. Yeah. No, I'm are not you okay? No, we're fine. Turn these mics off. <laughs> no, seriously. Hold on one second. What's oh, going Seriously, can I, you know, I, it's the last thing. I dropped it under the table. Do you have to go down my fucking throat for this? Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Didn't and you, you, what? you come on the fucking show. You have to point it out. First these, thing hold, you on, hold on, hold on. Are the mics off, Katie? Yeah, they're off. Come on, Don't guys. fuck with, with me. Keep them off. You got to pull, talk pull this a nuts over there. You could have thrown me a couple. You don't have to make fun of me for dropping one. Jesus Christ. Are you seriously yelling at my I guest? I really feel bad. I didn't know. If you All think. right. All right. Whatever. Let's just let's just fucking do this thing, okay? I want to well, go home. we can't do it with a negative energy. I want to go get some nuts. <laughs> 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 Who can 
I'm going to bring my own next time, okay? I don't need this shit. By the way, I realize a lot of our bits involve yelling. Like, you or, know, or anger. Or anger. But you know what? There's probably, uh, probably, there's funny in yelling and anger. Who wants to make fun of the time I pet a, pet a, a bunny rabbit? <laughs> Although that is a pretty funny story. All right. I am boiling hot. <laughs> I, yeah, I am what? boiling hot. I feel like if I want to lower the air, but um, hold on. But I know I have to drive the show, so I'm running over to the air conditioner. <laughs> And I'm, oh, no wonder. It was only at 70. Oh, no. I got to have it at 68. I got the air down to 68. I have a fan blowing on me under the table. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> As my mother would say, I will, don't touch that line. Yeah. <laughs> don't even. Uh, some, my, some, we, some, you met my parents. Someone said to me once that uh, they pointed out when uh, Pat Sajak used to have his talk show. I think, oh, Norm, that was I think Norm MacDonald yeah. p- pointed this out. He would always go, if somebody said something, he goes, huh, I'm not even going to go there. Like, well, go ahead, go there. We don't, like, we. Like, he never had anything he for never, it anyway. Well, yeah, that's my, my stepdad would constantly say things that they were like, it was just like a, you know, not an interesting thing to say. Like, oh, that candle's a little hot. Don't touch that line. <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, hey. So we're going to talk about how I met your mother. <laughs> uh, we're a new sponsor. Um, but Mike's mom. Uh, so we lived together. Mike, how old were you then? I think I was eight, 18 or 19. Right. And I was probably what, 20? <clears throat> um, no, I was probably 26, 27. I would imagine I was about 20. Well, there's some things you just can't make jokes about, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean you know it's off, off topic? It's like too sad. I can't. I was 48. I don't, there's something uh, that's a joke year. about in so your I, age when we live together is one of them. <laughs> so I met you're probably you were probably in your like late 20s. Yeah, that's right? what I okay. just said. I think yeah. I was 27. No one believed I was 27. I think I was 27, 28, and I was telling people I was 18. No. So we lived together in this great house. Yeah. And your mom came to see me in Vegas once, and I didn't know it was your mom. Oh, right. Yeah. And his mom, look, this is so weird, but I have to tell for the story. Isn't mom beautiful? She's beautiful, beautiful. You know, so he's 18. You figure his mom had him young. Yeah, she's she. she so she came up to me after a show. Oh, and she, no. Where and, this is going? No, this is the truth. But she proves that she has a great sense of humor. Yeah. She came up to me after the show and man, she did not do it too much. It was perfect. Her and another friend come over and they are heavy on hitting on me. Like mm-hmm. sandwich me between them, and I am getting so fucking nervous. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey," and you know what? I don't remember the words, but whatever it was, it wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't like this is a joke. It was just like, and I start sweating, and she goes, "Oh my god, I, I Michael is going to kill me. I'm Michael's mother." I go, "You son of a bitch!" I go, "She goes, are you mad?" I go, "Am I mad?" I love that. You know what I mean? Like that's. That's someone that has a great sense of humor, to, and uh, and we, and I laugh, but I remember going, "Oh my god!" Like, and um, and no, that I, was, and I, I, I fucked her. I <laughs> fucked her hard. I tapped that shit. Let me tell you that I tapped that shit good. We'll be right back right after this. We'll Let's, take a break. Sure, sure. All right, enough of that. Um, so uh, so that's how I met your. Uh, that's how I met your mom. I know that. I, I, that story disturbs me, obviously, because does it really? I, it does honestly disturb me because I never like to think of my mom as being a whore, know, sexual, yeah, like or like that, that she even could, a like, fake whore, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was also it also was like the first thing I'd ever heard of my mom doing something really funny, and I just thought it was like a funny. Well, you thing know what? For her to do. You were you were eighteen, and I and yeah. I don't mean to say like you know dismiss it because you were eighteen. Because when I was eighteen, I didn't want anyone. But you you weren't at the point to realize that your mom maybe was funny. 
Right. But it's also that she took the risk that you weren't going to uh at, oh, like, like what what if take, you would take a said, dick out and go, hey, yeah. oh, how do you know the version I tell you? What but that's the thing, I'm scared that you made up the story that like and then she told me she was your mother. And then I felt and bad. Then we, and we laugh. <laughs> and then we Yeah, but what if, <laughs> what happened in what, what happened in the eight hours in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> So and, and and the thing about James was let's go back to that real quick and then All I have right. a letter Mike which you are going to shit in your pants oh, yeah. everybody oh, and I'm going to oh. let you read it okay um, which got sent to me from Steve Rosenthal who, who lived with us for a little while um, um hold on oh so James I asked when James one day James was uh, at Mike's age they lived in college and he was just like a worldly he was very like type of guy who might even wear like you know like he, like a leisurely like a jacket with a you know just like a a, a a what do you call it a dinner jacket or something he was very like yeah he would wear like his family crest on, right. a, on his blazer but uh i said what do you want to do james when you get older now he was not an unmotivated kid and nor was he not smart he was very smart and very he's, motivated he's brilliant, yeah. but when he said what he wanted to do it meant he wanted to make a lot of money honestly early and then he didn't say all this but i'm telling you that's what he meant so i said what do you want to do he goes well my ultimate goal i'm like what he goes I go, what's your ultimate goal? He goes, um, my ultimate goal is to be a leisurely man. He's 18 years old. I go, what's a gentle, a le- he said a gentleman of leisure. A gentleman of leisure. Yeah. Right. A gentleman of leisure. Yeah. I go, James, That's what great. is a gentleman of leisure? And he told me, he goes, well, it's sort of a guy who's made his money and he might wake up in the morning, read the paper, get a cup of coffee, and then he would walk to the farmer's market and get a fresh piece of fish and he would bring it back and his chef would make it for him. I go, I think I want to be a leisurely man. <laughs> Who doesn't? I know, but I'd never. I mean, it was amazing because he leapt all the way past his career to <laughs> when he was done working. Like that's what his dream, that's what all his plans were about. After he had finished making money, this piece of fish he was going to take home every day, and then he talked about it all the time. Actually, his biggest dream was to ride a horse into town. And carry back like a whole fish. Oh, shut up. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like if he really got into exactly yeah. what he wanted. Now, let me ask you this. What Maybe there's no answer to the – not everything has an, apo- an opposite word. But like what's an unleisurely man? What would he want to do? Sort of a little bit here, but what the hell? Well, I think that's just like like a just like a fat, sweaty guy who has to work for a living, like a day laborer. Yeah, oh, that's like sad. it's most people. I think James, I, James, in all fairness, I mean, I, I respect him because he was honest about what he thought, but he's a he was a snob. No. Yeah. Now, do you guys no. still talk to James? Do yeah, you, do you I know did. I did. I went to his wedding. I love James, gentleman of leisure. Uh, he's going to be. I mean, he's he's, he's uh, doing good. He's unbelievably successful. He did get married recently to the girl. Well, look, that's no, that's too personal. <laughs> what? No. No, I was going to say I met the, to the girl that I met. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The same girl from, yeah. the, from no. like four or five years. No, they're very nice All right. couple. So listen. So um, we lived in this house, and all we would do were bits, and like 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 I like to do on the show. And I remember the one bit. That it ended up being the bit that in Todd's coma that Ben Stiller did, oh, right. the insulting each other. We were just in the kitchen one night and we were, we would just smoke pot. That was my favorite thing to do, stay home. And it was just a great house. Like everybody in the house had the great, you know, it was me, you, Steve Rosenthal, James, and we would just smoke pot and just do bits till, well, everybody, nobody ever. Do you want to tell people who Steve Rosenthal is? Steve Rosenthal is dead. Oh. And it's not important to waste any show. No, Steve Rosenthal. Tell, tell that great story, the. Firefighters. Oh, well, Steve Rosenthal used to play piano at the – he was a – he start, moved out to L.A. to do stand-up comedy. And then to pick up money, he would pay, play piano at the comedy store right. as the acts were going up and down. And honestly, because I know Steve, he did not know his mic was on. And there was a – I think enough time has passed for me to do the joke. And a comedian on stage goes, um, 
Hey, whenever there's a fire, whenever the, uh, whenever there's a cat caught in a tree, they always call the fire department. What are they afraid? The cat's gonna uh, combust. And Steve has his doesn't realize his mic's on, and he goes, "No, they call for the ladders." <laughs> and it went through the whole house, and the whole crowd left. But I look for the ladders. It's like one of those bits you could deconstruct in a half a second. You know what I mean? Like, why would they call the fire department? Yeah, <laughs> Anyway, there's that, and that was fun. And then um, so Steve, wrote, he lived with the hen. So house. yeah, and then we um, and then he lived in the house. We'd do bits, and the one bit was where we were just sitting around. And I go, hey Mike, I have a great idea for you for a play. It's about this guy, and he's like, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, he, like he, oh yeah, you know, I uh, I'm working on this new, uh, yeah, musical. It's called. Um, uh, the piece of shit who invited me on his radio show so I could give him a ride home afterwards. Oh, my God. And the, the guy never actually he, – he gets it, but he never acts offended because then that would let the other guy win. He would be like, oh, my God. I really like it. I really like it. Hey, do you mind – oh, my God. I shouldn't do this to you. Never mind. It's not right. Do you, do you no, mind? I'm writing really. a play. What is it? And I think you could star in it. Really? I think you could. It's about a guy, and he uh, calls up the day. Like, they're doing a radio show, and he calls up, Can I get some vodka? Oh, we're going to drink? It's that type of show? Uh. And uh-huh. then the other guy says something like, Well, I don't have an ice machine at the studio. He goes, Could you get some? And then I say, I don't know, something like, uh, Well, what if you don't have ice? Then they won't be drinking vodka. <laughs> right. So I, I want to write oh, a song great. for that. You that like that? Great. I do like it. Honestly, oh I my might God. work at in the show that I'm pitching. Uh, it's Bring called, it on. Well, it's great. It's called uh, this guy. It's about this guy who's around 50 years old and he pretends he's in his mid 30s and he invites people on this podcast. And when they go to use his bathroom, he doesn't have paper towels. He has a dirty rag next to the sink <laughs> that they can dry their hands off on. That's how little he thinks of the fucking idiots who do his podcast. But honestly, I think you'd be great if you if you wanted to. Uh, oh, my God. Please let me read for that, please. In a, in a heartbeat. Because I have another. I have a great idea for a novella. I love them, yeah. Yeah, well, it's about this guy, right? And he mm. um, has his niece in town. She's about 21, right? Mm, mm-hmm. And then a friend comes by, literally tries to fuck her. No bullshit. The word is out that when 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 the other guy goes away, he goes, your friend tried to fuck me, and you believe your niece because she's not crazy. And he tries to fuck her, literally, and denies it rather than becoming peaceful and, and doing what was right within. He tried to fuck my fucking niece. Sort and of, it's sort of, sort of every a, man. It's like a musical. <laughs> I, Gentlemen of Leisure. It's called Gentlemen of Leisure. And we'll take a break. We'll be right back right after this. We'll take a break. Lots of laughs, lots of fun, lots of stuff for everyone. Gather around your radio for the Todd Glass Show. Your whole family will have a blast listening to his podcast. It's time to start, so here we go, the Todd Glass Show. The Todd Glass Show. The Todd Glass Show. All righty. There you go. Nice little break music. You like those jingles? Did you like that jingle we just played? I did. Honestly, I'm, I'm impressed how professional the show is. Well, that's the way I fucking do things. <laughs> uh, so Mike, our old roommate, uh, Steve Rosenthal, found a letter and he right. emailed it to us. And all I can do... If I, I you want really you to, wrote this, I yes, and I want you to be honest. If one point during the letter, I'm gonna tr- letter, I'm gonna trust you. If you go, 
All right, we get the gist of it, but we don't need to hear anymore. You'll be honest, and and uh, when and then we don't have to read anymore. Now, when but, you wrote it, you mean you dictated this to somebody? Yes, I didn't. I never could. You know, I wasn't able to use a computer ever. <laughs> to this day, I still don't own a computer. Well, I do own one now for the show, but so I I had a, we lived together, and I and I we had this other roommate. Here's what I thought this was: we had another roommate, Craig Schultz who is still my friend, so if he hears this, I don't care. But, Mike, do you remember what Craig did, what he ruined for me and you? Uh, the enjoyment of what? I, I assume it's breakfast. Yes. Why? Yes. What did he burn? Because he would burn his eggs every single morning. Yes. This it's the guy worst smell. Ugh. would burn it his eggs. Oh, burned eggs smell yeah. disgusting. But you have to be a certain kind of person to burn eggs every morning and not, I think feel, he'd not go, like, react to it. You I know think what he mean? would go back into his bedroom and, and with the burner still going. Like he didn't. He would wait till it smelled like they were burning eggs, and that's when he knew. Oh, I think they're ready. So, by the way, the best but it's way like, it's like if you backed your car into like the back of the garage every day and like it smashed the back of the, it. It's this thing. It's like so simple not to burn an egg. Yes, and it ruins the entire house. Maybe he liked for everybody. Oh, but I would smell it in my bedroom. Mike, That's what would wake me up in the morning. I didn't know that it drove you crazy. I thought with all my craziness, how can I tell him his eggs are killing me? No, I was scared of him. He was nor. Yeah, he was a, a big guy. guy. Right, right. So anyway, so um. Hold on, Mike. Stop reading that until we. Okay. 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 Well, I just okay. Well, you, you want to like so you don't look stupid when you read? No, no, no. I know how to read. I was trying to. I know uh, you know how to read. Skip over the boring parts. Oh, okay. No, no. Read the whole thing, and let, I'll let Daniel be the decision maker here. Mm -hmm. So anyway, he would burn the eggs. But also, what I loved about Craig, I like put so much work into my back patio, like so I can be comfortable. I want it to be like when you go to a a, a country club and there's, but I will never fucking use it. You will never see me back there. I want this unbelievable atmosphere that I can relax. But I will never, like, you'll never come over the house and see me sitting on the patio chair out back reading a book. Mm -hmm. I'm, when I have friends coming over, I'm looking out the window. I'm walking down to the end of my patio, my front walk, so I can see if they're car pulled in. I'm just mm -hmm. dying for people to come to my house. That's why, you know, the joke that I do, Daniel, that I do a lot when people come over, and they all laugh the minute they see me doing it because they know it's a bit. I, when I see them coming, this is what I really do. I look, I look, I see the car pull up. I run onto the sofa. I put a robe on over my clothes, and I read a book. And I act like I'm just into it. And when they knock on the door, I go, oh, my God. And they crack up laughing because they know that's never fucking happening. I'm never lost in a book when I don't. I'm like, where are they? Where are they? They said they're going to be here soon. They said they're going to be here soon. So anyway, Craig would relax. He would burn those fucking eggs and sit out back, slurping them up, <laughs> slurping them up and reading the paper and putting the toast and the yolk. Ugh. I part of that I had love. And the other part with him, just the slurping and the eggs and. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I wrote a letter to everybody. It was really just – this is right. what I remember. This was to just Craig, but I didn't want to tell him. So I said, hey, everybody, and I went to everybody. You know, I would go into Mike's I room. Think, Mike, okay. I can't take Craig anymore. you got to help me with this. I'm going to write a letter, but I'm going to say it's to, like, everybody. So, guys, don't be offended. I'm even, I'm even going to include me. The part where I include myself, it's bullshit. Okay, so uh, honest – I have to say, first of all, the – this is serious, but like living with you, people don't know this. It was this. It was wonderful because you are uh, you like make furniture. You're the reason the house was clean. You're the reason we had nice things. Truly, uh, no, you, you don't. You Mike. put down the carpet in the house. You bought patio furniture. You bought fireplaces for the, for no, the backyard. I, I'm, that you're like. I just want people to know that when I'm reading this letter, 
that you are sort of the reason the house was nice to begin with. And you know what? I appreciate that so much. I really do. Because even at a young age, the truth is we all got along really well. Yeah. We really did. It no, was it's, crazy. It was a lot of fun. And, and even Craig, that we're teasing Craig, we still love him to death. And he was just Craig. Even at that, there was never any fights or anything. We really got along. So the fact that I could be as, you know, I'm pretty crazy clean, at least. Uh, everybody respected it. Everybody enjoyed it, and we really did. We had a really cool house. Even for me, being 27, 28 at the time, uh, you don't have a house. That was the first house I had that I felt like my parents' house. Matter of fact, people would come over and go, do you live with your parents? Like, and it went, oh, because you know, your first home you try to make nice, you have a picture and your first sofa. But this home, I think it's because my mom... Uh, this is probably, I'm saying way too much, but my mom moved out of a big home and she worked at a place next door. There was a shipping place where they would ship stuff out. What they would do is put it on other people that had huge accounts and they would ship stuff for free for her. So she shipped like a lot of shit from her house to my house. So I had some really cool stuff and it made it feel like a home, like an adult's home. But anyway, so yeah, we did. We had a really good time together, but this letter, I wrote this and it's, it's one Craig also like you and I and James had furniture in our rooms we had beds and nice yeah. things and james and craig slept on a mattress and he would bring back a different girl every fuck well well i, I remember if, like yeah he, if he needs to hear this i know i don't know maybe i don't know what's going on he, he <laughs> no, met a lot of he met a lot of nice ladies yeah yeah anyway but that's that was then okay so anyway this is the letter november 21st 1996 dear fuck faces i know it's odd that i'm writing this in a letter but i thought it would explain it easier This letter is directed to everybody because we're all responsible for paying one or two bills of the house. It's very uncomfortable when there's a bill due to keep asking the person for money. It's uncomfortable because you don't know if they have the money, if they're short with money, or if they just keep forgetting. So you put off asking them to prevent feeling like you're being annoying. (laughs) My guess is that most of the time it's just something that you put off. You see the bill sitting out there on the counter, and you know it's the 26th or the 27th, and you know the rent's due, but you're a little short on money, and you just put it off for a few days. So basically what I'm saying is next time you see a bill on the counter, don't ignore it. Pick it up. Look and see what you owe. See when it's due. And have your check or money in the envelope by that date as far as the rent goes this is the first of three pages as far as the rent goes we all owe james the rent by the 27th of each month i understand that each one that once in a blue moon you forget and james might have to remind you but for the most part it's simple have the check by the 27th in the event that you don't have the money which will hopefully not be that often the way to handle this is not to keep ignoring it can i interject for one second Mm -hmm. Was this whole letter all a disguise just for the eggs thing? Or these no, no, this issues. is really about the rent. But this is the part of the letter where it really feels like it could have stopped. And, you okay. just, and you're like, okay, okay. Uh, no, no, no. You're like, I your think, decision let me, to analyze Let me explain something. So funny. What you said before, I hope we're not overanalyzing yeah. this, but that's what I do on this show. I hope what you said in the beginning of this made me really feel happy because what it says is if you, you could do two things when you read this letter. Obviously, there's a lot of funniness and it's, it's very, you could say it's anal. But the truth of the matter is if you listen to everything I said about this, everything I was prefacing in this letter, by what you said before you started reading it says that I was right. In right. other words, you're I, had, saying, I wanted to say it because I wanted people to know that you're not a you weren't like a crazy jerk that we lived with no. who was worried about the bills. That you kind of you're sort of responsible for everyone having any kind of and, quality and by the way, life. you forget because I say that in the letter. Yeah. I say that in the letter. I go well, you'll see. What I, what I say later in the letter, I'm so, – okay, just keep reading. Okay, anyway, it, by this point, you've already told people – it's like really simple. Just try to pay the 
rent on time. But there's more yeah. than that. Okay. We talk about everything. Dishes in the right. sink. Okay. In the event that you don't have the money, which will hopefully not be that often, the way to handle this is not to keep ignoring it, which I think we subconsciously do out of embarrassment, and then go to the person and explain. I know because I wrote this letter, you might think I'm excluding myself from this, <laughs> but I'm honestly not. When Clay lived here, he had to remind me like four or five times for the water bill, and I sometimes I'd give him my rent check to little to James a bit late, so I know that I have to tighten the reins a little more on myself. This letter is for everybody, including me, honestly. Lie. By the way, I know, why would you say that? By the way. Feel free to make fun of me for communicating via paper and ink rather than actually conversing. This is the most anal thing I've ever done. Actually, I don't think it's that anal, but I do. <laughs> but I know you do, so I wrote that out of paranoia. Why don't you all shock the living shit out of me and refrain from lines like, Todd wrote a letter. He's so idiotic and insecure and pathetic. <laughs> By the way, the water and gas bill would never be anywhere near as high as the first bill was. The people from the water company said the first month is always higher. I don't where do you fucking... I'll tell you what. what kind because of, I like, felt... Hold on. Let me, let me stop. Insane sidebar is this. Shh, please. I felt bad because I had the... It was a rented house, but I somehow had it landscaped. <laughs> I can't believe... I forgot all about hold this. On, please, in wait, the middle of this, he started to... Please, please, please. So I had the house landscaped, and I put sod everywhere. I was—I didn't even have the money. I think I got my first credit card or whatever. And then I had sod. So the water bill was so high. It was like $380 because I was watering the sod. So uh, anyway, so go ahead. Okay. So, we won't I, okay. interrupt it again. So you've just been talking about the rent. By the way, the water and gas bill would never be near as high as the first bill was. The people from the water company said the first month is always higher on homes that are newly landscaped, plus the initial fee was tacked on. The guesstimate on our future bills will be about 15 bucks a month a month each each as far as the housekeeper money goes she's been coming pretty consistently <laughs> for any week she doesn't come this money will be split up and subtracted off the gas or water bill which i'm responsible for or used for cleaning supplies last but not least the kitchen i know that i probably like the kitchen cleaner than the rest of you but i'm but it's not really a majority rule situation this is something that i explained to everybody before i moved in because i know how clean i am and i didn't want to move in and be uncomfortable in a home if my meticulousness seems to only be a pain, this might help you deal with it. There are also positive sides to my quirk. If I was the type of person who didn't care about the house being so clean, I probably wouldn't care about calling the plumber when something's wrong, making sure the yard's taken care of, getting everyone's blinds, taking care of getting furniture, dealing with the owner or the housekeeper, buying cleaning supplies like vacuum bags and all the other little things that nobody has to worry about. I'm not saying you all do flips over this stuff, but I'm saying that I think in a way we all like having a house this nice. And I'm not asking anybody to do that much. No one has to vacuum. It's not like I'm coming home saying, why didn't anybody dust or can't anybody clean the kitchen floor? <laughs> Actually, when it comes to cleaning, none of us have to do one single thing ever in the whole time we live here, okay, except clean up the stuff we cook with. Okay, stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna for anybody out there that has a roommate. It is frustrating, and there's people that are gonna make fun of me, which it's okay. They should right. because there's something humorous about how long this letter was. But there's also the serious part. If you're listening, that dry that dish thing will fucking be the death of you when you have a roommate when you're younger because. You know what? When they're not even in the gray area, they, they always have a goddamn excuse. And it's fuck. And I only reason my, the, the frustration now is because when I think of somebody else or I see Blake over here, you live with somebody. Yeah. And I, I remember back to like the frustrating part is people always go, oh, I was going to do it to my. Why? That's what I want to do. We had a housekeeper. So what I was trying to say, and in hindsight, I think at a time of calm, you could go, I was right. No one had to do nothing, nothing except clean up their dishes 
they're in the kitchen. Their bedrooms were their bedrooms. The kitchen. So you can't fucking do that. So right now, if there's someone out there and someone tells you, oh, you're leaving dishes in the sink, here's what you do. You fucking clean them. Stop the bullshit. Okay. You're killing somebody. Reading this, reading this, though, there's one thing you're not taking into account, which is that when you're living with somebody and then they tack a three-page letter onto the uh, refrigerator to tell you about paying bills on time and what, how to keep the kitchen clean, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about putting money in the fucking envelope. You're thinking that the person's out of their mind and that they don't ha- understand how to communicate with anybody and that you shouldn't – like they, they might be are dangerous. You, let me ask you, and I'm going to really be – I'm, I'm not I'm, kidding. I, now, I'm that I, be, now I'm starting to remember all this stuff. But here, let me ask it. you this. Yeah. What's funny about that yeah. was – I don't remember you to us ever having, even in your synopsis, even if your memory of living right. back there was like, no, it was a great place. I never had a problem with you at all. No, I was. What? So why it's funny that you're making. Hold on. I don't want to act like I'm being defensive because this whole thing, I love talking about it. But it seems like that letter was just written for Craig. So here's my point. You two were proof that we we did it. I, even at no, a young it's, age, it's when not... the rent was due, it's funny because I would expect it from you. Right. You were 18. It's like you got it. Put a fucking rent check in when it's due. You all, you and James, I don't, I'm not just saying this in hindsight. I never had one problem with you, which proves that it's doable. If you pay your rent when you're 18 years old, you're always going to pay it. I mean, that's, but you guys, it, why did it seem like you didn't have excuses ever? Like you, everything that was to do, you're like, hey. you know why? Cause we were in college and our parents gave us money and we, that's, and you know, what about the dishes in the sink? How come you guys were always just like me with that? You're like, yeah, you cook, you make something, you clean it up. It seemed like I, I don't know. That's just how you're supposed to fucking do it. You're oh, then, supposed to clean up your dishes. Yeah, but now it seems like you were you were making no, fun but of I'm, me before. I'm, I'm not making fun of you, but I, but I what I forgot was that when this came out, it we weren't having conversations about like, boy, we should really clean up the place. Todd, Todd likes it nice and clean. Where we realized like, I don't who is what is this? Like, who is he that he does this? Oh, now you said it. Now you were saying in hindsight, now that you're older, you, but back then, would I make you go crazy? You wouldn't make me go crazy, but I, I, you are like a fascinating person. I don't know deep down inside what it, it, your, like what drives your motor because it's such a, you get so passionate about something like that. Like this is a three, like okay, this Okay, finish reading it. Should okay. we finish reading it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> So if you could please try to respect this one rule, I'd appreciate it. I understand that this doesn't bother everybody as much as it does me, but it is nice to be able to go into the kitchen and be able to cook without having to clean up a pan or someone's soapy dish. I know it's easy to say, Jesus, Todd, just relax. It's only one pot. It's just a mug. But once one person leaves a pot in there, there, everyone else decides that it's okay. And then two days later, dot, dot, dot. Believe me. When I come home and I don't want to, I don't want everybody to be uncomfortable. I don't expect everyone to cook and then instantly clean it up. But what I'm asking is after you're done casting, what the fuck? Eating. After you're done eating or watching TV, clean up your mess. I should stop here and remark that Steve Rosenthal is laughing uncontrollably as he types this because he finds it very amusing that I can't express a thought without first stating every possible thought that the reader could have and having an answer for it. But the reason that I'm writing this is because I'm uncomfortable with reminding everybody but we have all something that we'd like to have respected. I know my bad habit was eating other people's food, and James probably felt a little weird about bringing it up to me. And it would have been easy to call James anal or tell him to relax, but James actually had a good point, and I respected it. Again, I want to reiterate that when I walk in the door, I by no means expect everybody to feel uncomfortable if the sink's full of dishes, and I don't want people to stop what they're doing and clean up just because I'm home. Yes, I did. But basically, try not to go to sleep and leave it all in there or go out and do your daily stuff saying, I'll do it when I get home. 
I know it's easy to say the house is supposed to be lived in. It doesn't have to be like a hotel, but I think we can all follow the rule and be extremely comfortable here. Thanks, Todd. And I think that's where you didn't understand that eggs, eggs are like burnt eggs are horrible, but a three page letter telling everybody to do the dishes makes people just as uncomfortable. Let me tell you something. I'm going to defend myself here. Yeah. Sometimes like I, you know, when you, when you first do the show, what happens, you think, Oh my God, you don't want to be like, you want to have everyone agree with you in the room. So if you think the whole room isn't, you go, you just take a false public stance or in front of, you know, you go, Oh yeah, maybe I what? No, I, I, the reason I don't think I was is because, and I'll tell you why, and right. I still own it, that I was very honest with everybody before we moved in. And I, what I didn't do, I would not sit here and go, I told you all I was clean. Right. No, 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 no. You don't do that. That's not enough. I went, that happens all the time. That's how roommates end up being so on different pages. They casually go, yeah, are you pretty clean? You're thinking about moving? Yeah, I am. There's 8 million versions of clean. I told you guys that I... And the fact that I remember, it sounds like I have an argumentative tone, that I really do remember mm-hmm. you and James, Just be, it was great if you were 18 and you could do it, that, there, that look, right now there's somewhere there's people living together. And it is a little rough when somebody is just not even in the gray area. Like, the bills, pay the fucking bills. And if, if uh, Craig had to be 30 at the time, you guys are 18 and you do it. So I think there could have been harmony there and uh but it did drive you crazy when you came home and well yeah i mean you were a good influence because uh you know you were a little older than we were and you uh you know paid your bills (laughs) like you know you could have been like a sleazy guy and then if we lived with you like we would have been sleazy i think we were kind of just doing what you did to be honest with you that's how i wanted like our role model i say i didn't want you to be uncomfortable but the truth is i love i love nothing more than walking up the front walk and seeing people scurry you know, that's exactly what it was. I was. It is exactly the same with my uh, girlfriend now. I'm terrified. Like, if I heard her key in the door and I have not put dishes away or have not made the bed, I I'm so scared of what will happen. And it was the same thing with you. Like, I just wanted it to be pleasant when you got home. You know why I thought I was being fair with the dishes? Well, I remember saying this. The truth is, I'm not even joking. I would like the dishes clean before you eat. That's how I cook. Yeah. I get it already. Then I clean the dishes. So after I'm done eating, I, but I am normal enough to know that that is a little, not a little. That's even though there's other people listening going, I do that too. That doesn't mean it's very normal. It's not. So you would think, well, right after you eat. No, I, yes, that would be my first, maybe normal stop of what I would wish. The first mm-hmm. one is what I do. I get it. No one else is doing it right after you're done eating. I would go, that's not. So then I thought, what, what I was, I remember the rule we made after this letter was like, look, really just try to do it before you go to bed. 99% of the time. But the 1% you don't, you got to do it in the morning before you go off to right. work. Hold on. Let me, let me finish. Because okay. I know there's people listening that relate with this. And right up to now, what I said was really fair. You're going, you're, there's different stages. You got to give people more than, you know, not exactly what you would do. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was fair after all that. At least do it in the morning. That's like going, oh, so you didn't want to do it after you ate. You didn't want to do it after you watched TV for two hours. Wake up in the morning. That's the first time when I would go, no, you come home and someone left it. Oh, sorry, I got up late. No, and you're like, now it's hard to remember back that. But as soon as I start talking about it, Mm -hmm. it interrupts it. You know, and you walk in, you're like, what the fuck is wrong? And I'm right. So if you're listening to this, now it's different with you and your wife. It's a little different situation. You have a different type of relationship. You have to have a find a happy medium, right? No, I think it comes from the same place, honestly, which is that do you think you have control issues? Because my question when I, when I, when I lived there was that there's four guys living in a house together. And obviously it takes 
and effort to keep the house clean. Well, don't let me ask you a question. Don't pigs have control issues? Yeah, too? why? Why, why, why do does you... it have to be a control issue? Why can't we establish that a clean sink is the norm? That's funny. I think it is. I think it, I think it's. But, but like, you're taking a weird stance for someone. Not, by the way, I'm not taking a weird stance. I'm talking. I'm asking about you because I think you were right about the house being clean. It should have been clean. But I'm like, you're so passionate in this letter, and you, and the way you felt about it at the time was like you were so you felt like you had this image of the house and the way you wanted it in your head. And if it wasn't like that. Well, let me let me let me say that. That's a good question. I'm glad that Daniel, I think, half went to. By the way, and I appreciate when you, say, when you right. say go to my defense. It's yeah. not. This is. I like this. I like this because well, I'm, I'm the same way, and I get as angry. I'm not asking because okay. I disagree with you. I'm asking because I want to know. Confusing I, though, doesn't but, it? No, but I'm asking because I want to know more about you because you're fat. You're fascinating okay. to me. Let me let me explain that. So when you say do I have control issues, you know, I know it would be so easy to go. No, I don't. But I think probably the educated answer to have any to self, uh, you know, to self therapy. Uh, self therapizers, not therapy. You know what I mean. Like, judge analyze. yourself, analyze, analyze yourself. I'm, I'm, I bet I do, but I don't know if, in that sense, like you were saying, like if you come home and the chairs moved an inch to the left and that stuff. Right. I think so. At what point? Like I said, I went through that the thing with the dishes. Like, okay, if not, then. I don't think – I think the other person has control issues in this situation. It's got to flip. It's too easy to go, you have control issues. But really try to think about this, not in a silly way. Now, let, hold on. And okay. I want to overpreface it. Right. I'm, I'm not talking about because I want the dishes cleaned up before you eat. That I even said that's fucking ridiculous right after you eat. Probably still, you know, some people do it. Doesn't mean it's normal. But I think by the morning, if you're going, look, go to – you're even saying well, – first of all, let me make this really clear. I'm going to overtalk. I would never go to bed and leave dishes in the sink. Maybe once a year. I'm so high that I can't even clean them. But I get it. If you're going to live with other people, you have to – you can't have it like that. So for me, by the time I say at least in the morning, I'm being really fair. If that person doesn't think that you're living with that that's fair, then they have control issues. Think about it. What, you know, what are they controlling? They're controlling a environment in a house to not have harmony. No, and absolutely. And they're being a bully no, about you're it. You're completely right. And I wouldn't impose like my dirty dishes on you because that's the way I want there to be dirty dishes. I mean your argument is easier because it's easier to argue that people clean up their environment the same way it's easier to argue. Yeah, people – We're all watching the prohibition. <laughs> Ken Burns' prohibition. It's easier for, to argue for prohibition because mm-hmm. there's a moral high ground to it than it is to say that no, people should be allowed to do whatever they want to do. Because that affects you more negatively than me cleaning up affects me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so easy to say. You know, people love doing that. Like, you know, and hey, look, Craig is an adult. I'm sure now he could even, well, he was an adult then too, but go like, hey, just relax. But you know what I noticed? People say relax when in that area they're not maybe as intense as you. Another thing is when you're a neat freak, as you are, and I mm-hmm. think I am too, um, people, people will take advantage of that. After a while, how do, how do you mean? Well, because because you there's a lot of cleaning up that you do that that you don't mention, right? You you mentioned the big dishes because that's a thing you can put. You, that's a thing you can describe. But like little glasses you pick up, little things that get cleaned up. And I think after a while, I had roommates that would after a while people people know that eventually you'll clean it up because you can't stand it. But really, I think there are uh, passive people <clears throat> and people who are uh, will do what it, they need to do to get what they want and. On both sides, though. Well, I think no, no, that, not I, well. No, I would no, no, say no, almost. I would say almost. I think that that's true, but at the same time, I feel like if most people in that house could do what they wanted to do, the house would have uh, gotten a lot messier. I mean, it, it just hold on, hold on. Let me let me interject. Okay, new word. 
And uh, by the way, I know this on one hand, you could be like, oh, this is the weirdest, silly argument. I know, I know. We're talking, hey, like, that's who how, cares about this? But. No, you know what? I don't. I disagree. I think especially if you're in it. Americans care about this. <laughs> no, no. I really do. Maybe I'm – I don't think I'm being delusional. You either have memories back to this. But you know what? For the two people that live together right now and are happen to be both listening to this show, it's interesting. What I'm saying is – and again, I get the ridiculousness and the silliness. I'm, I'm talking about it like it's changing a law. That, or changing, you know, someone's point of view on something, uh, sexism or something, that people that are clean have gotten enough shit. You know, they get enough shit, so they don't need to be shit on anymore to go, oh, you're anal, you're anal. To, uh, th- to, for the first time, I've never heard anyone flip it and talk about, no, you're doing what you're saying I'm doing, not because you left a, a mug in the sink, but if you go back and you live with someone, I don't, you know, and you're not on the same page. I get it. You would leave one mug, they would leave two. But a, but dishes and pots. You had dinner for six, and it's all in the sink a day later. Mm-hmm. Dinner for it's six. You had your family things. over. You had dinner for six. Okay, let me backtrack. If you were going to write down ten things that I did when it comes to cleaning, what I'm saying is, don't start chalking them all off to being anal. In other words, let's say you leave meat. I'm be ridiculous to make my yeah. point that some cleaning is necessary. Right. So I think people go down that list and they want to check things off when if someone was there to go, whoa, 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 you're checking that off? That's that's a reasonable rule. So if you have – let's not go to where it's one dish because let me tell you something. I never got upset back then or nobody listening with a mug. And if you do, you might be wrong, but right. I never did. It wasn't a mug. It wasn't like six people eat dinner. They go to bed. They wake up. You go You go out the next morning. You go, please, when I come home, let that be clean. And they're already left and it's there. That person has control issues. Talk about that person. In a second, because you seem to go back to the person that's clean. What is that person? What are, who are they and what are they doing? You no, know, if, the somebody, word, if somebody was like pathological, leaving a mug out just to bother you. No, not a mug. You're misunderstanding. Okay, I understand. The, the, like, like six days of dishes or dishes. Yeah, what is that after. person? Talk about them. What are they? Well, I would say that they just don't want – to, they're like that's just what a sloth. I don't know what you call it. You just don't want to deal with it. You just are they right? Are they wrong? Are they taking advantage? Are they pushy? Are they manipulative? Are they inconsiderate? Or is the other? Is it always? Oh, the other person's anal. By the way, do you think I that think person lets with, other shit pile? Like, is that an indicative well, but, of other shit in their but life? But to me, this is a, the, the larger question: Is should people even live together? I think that it is so impossible for more than two people to live together and be happy. Because I've seen it, this happen with two people. I know. But with with a man and a woman, if you decide to live together and you don't agree on this stuff, I honestly don't think it'll ever work out unless one of the people is so passive that they just like accepts what the other person wants I, to I do. I think you're right. And by the way, I always said this a long – I've said this a long time ago. One of those things I go, I'm half kidding, half serious, mm-hmm. um, that some married people, if you had the finances, would be so much happier in a duplex. Absolutely. I, I think that that is – uh, and that's, that, I'm not talking about. I, I don't think anyone agrees with this, and I especially don't think that women in relationships just want to do this. But I do think that people who live side by side and are still married have happier lives because they have, there's this like you well, at least have this illusion that you've made like like identical carry on your, identical apartments but side by side. Yeah. No, no. Hold on. Let me. Let me. Obviously, finance money would have to dictate that. And some people say, well, when you have a lot of money, you have a big home, and then you have your areas to go to. No, that's different than. Not everybody. I, I, that the other extreme is over. Exact is is going the other way. Not everybody. Some people wouldn't no, want this. Form, but there'd be a, a form. It's a form of a, a marriage that I think could be happy for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. If it was more acceptable, I think more people would do it. You think your girlfriend would go for that? No. Yeah, but I think a lot of people. You brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that was fun, <laughs> and then we lived together happily after. Everything else went great after that. Anything else happened? 
I I put so much money into that house, black top. No, the honestly, I I, I want to give you credit. Like I, I, I want people to know, mm. like what it. They, I've never lived in a better place. It was it was wonderful. Like we living, had a huge like, fireplace. I loved living there so much. It was so fun to Where live was with you. It? Canyon Drive. It was in Hollywood. It was on yeah, just north of Franklin. It was a. Uh, Ah, man, it was nice. We had a yard so, in the back. We did. It was great. Squirrels. We had a waterfall. And our, and there were deer in our neighbor's yard. I remember one day you asked our neighbor how he was. You go, I love living here. You came back in the house. I go, why? You go, I asked your neighbor how he was doing. And he goes, there's beetles in all my trees. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was his only problems that day. <laughs> you know, all the showbiz stuff around us. There was beetles in his trees. I know. I never thought right. I'd hear that. All right. So here's what. Guess what? You make my pants want to get up and dance. A friend of mine came in today. He's going to be here while well, he's here now, but we're going to talk about a few more things. And then he's going to do, um, why does this make me so happy? He's going to do, uh, you make my, yeah, what's the song? Uh, Wayne, uh, what's his Engelbert. name? Engelbert Humperdinck. You make my pants. That's a song. What, do you have that? Yeah. You make my pants want to get up and dance. You make my face want to grin. You make my knees kneel down so bleed. Honey, won't you kiss me again? So um, you that's just see, like a fifty-year-old lady. Yeah, no, that's exactly. It's Engelbert Humperdinck, and he's in concert. You should go Google it. Engelbert Humperdinck. I've said this ten times. I want everyone to see it. Engelbert Humperdinck, Hilton, nineteen eighty-two, Las Vegas, and he makes out with these girls on stage. Like they don't know they're in for it. We thought about this. They come up on stage. He goes, sit like this, sit like this, and he and then the music's playing in the background. Bum, 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 bum. And he. In hindsight, he and go go look at this on YouTube. He makes them sit in a way that he knows what he's going to do, and they have he has to have easy access to push him back. So he goes, "Okay, sit like that," and then he walks away and he goes back. No, 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 you have to sit flat, sit flat. And then all of a sudden, when he gets them both seated, all of a sudden you hear this. You make my pants wanna get up and, dance. and he walks over to them, crotch in the face. You make my knees and then he starts pushing them back, head to the floor, backing out. Max, like, like lips around the. And we thought if you Wait. went, if you went to a show and your girlfriend went up and did that, the answer might be it's so absurd I wouldn't care. I would break up with her. I would break up with her. I well, don't know if I'd break up with her, but nobody like ran on the stage. Unless you filed a police stop. report. No, the girls liked it. I know, but the girls. But what if their date was in the yeah. audience? Wouldn't you would say stop kissing my girlfriend? Well, it, that's what I thought. First, I thought the last thing you want to do is nobody that thinks they're controlling. That, don't worry, there's a but at the end of this. Right. Nobody, that, uh, nobody that's controlling in a relationship ever thinks they're controlling. So I really thought about it. I went, it's absurd. It's in Vegas. You go up on stage. Don't, don't, don't rationalize controlling because a controlling yeah, boy. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, okay. Sorry, you said yes. yes. Yeah, okay. A controlling person doesn't know it. You might sit there and go, no, this isn't that. And I want to defend it. But then I switch it. If your girlfriend went up on stage and started making out or if, oh, if you were a girl. If I was with a girl and her boyfriend went up and did that, there was a, like a famous woman singer. Right. And I was with the girl sitting in her boyfriend's up on stage. Do you follow it? And then she's and, and, Gaga and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, whoever. And then the um, the uh, who was who am I with? And then she goes to, to the guy I'm supposed to defend. Right. He's up on stage kissing this hot mm-hmm. girl. And uh, she went, do you think that's absurd? I would go. I couldn't throw the girl under the bus if we, yeah. even though the guy was my friend. I go and 
I would tell my friend later, dude, what were you doing up there? I, I think I think you're right. allowed three seconds of like kind of celebrity. It's kind of a spectacle. After that, you're just making out with the person. Yeah. And right? by the way, like if I if like I went to like a Barbara Streisand concert, and she why said, do you like, pick Lady Gaga uh, and Barbara Streisand for hot women? I'm trying to think of someone who's like Engelberg Humperdinck. <laughs> like, oh no, honestly, no. if my girlfriend no, made out with Engelberg Humperdinck, I wouldn't be that upset. Hold on, this is 1982. He's like, okay, oh, so he's the hottest thing going. Well, I didn't realize it was 1982. Engelberg Humperdinck, we're talking about. There's nobody hotter in show business. There's nobody more desirable. What woman wouldn't dream of having a sit down? Do you think we just lost listeners <laughs> yeah. over this uh, Engelbert Humperdinck? <laughs> no, no. I was last night. My friend who lives two doors down. By the way, loving my street over there. Um, two doors down. I know these two girls that live there, mm-hmm. and then above me, I know Andrea. What a great like. The other day, I was pulling out of my neighborhood, and I, I didn't think this was going to happen. And I pulled up in front of my friend Sarah's house. I honked the horn. She comes to her window. I go, "What are you doing?" She goes, nothing. I go, you want to smoke pot and just hang out? She goes, yeah. Made a U-turn. She walked down to my house. It's nice having a few people on your block. Yeah, stop trying to sell your sitcom. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) Hold on, hold on. You can't make a joke, and then that joke counted as your turn. (laughs) Now I get my turn. (laughs) So wait, hold on. We were just, oh, this weird, so I asked them to watch it last night thinking, oh, are they going to be like, what are you making us watch? And they're like, no, Todd, this is silly, but yes, you can't. It's it, and plus the song is so infectious. That's why. Right. That's why Sharif, uh, we're gonna have out here in a little bit, and Lynn Shore, who does all the jingles, I is gonna back him up with some drums. I Lynn just love the Engelhorn. That was a great Tom Wilson singing song. a song that his thought was like, "I'll sing a song called You Make My Pants Want to Get Up and Dance.' Yeah, and then I'll get on stage and I'll sexually assault the women from the audience." Yes. That's how much they make my pants want to get up and dance. Is that I'll 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 start sexually assaulting them against their will. Mike, I love that you have it so on the money, and you haven't even seen it. I've seen it, and I go, oh yeah, yeah. And by the way, it was a different time because the song before that. I'm not even joking. Can you get that "Welcome to the World" music where Elvis is singing? Um, my mouth is so dry, and I think we are out of any liquids here right now. We all the bottles of water are gone. Oh, you should have a so, sponsor's beverage. Um, yes. Could I have that? If you don't mind. Or, oh, no, there's a vitamin water. Is that anybody's? Or are they ours? Are they yours? No. I thought you brought them. Katie, how are you? I'm good. I feel like I haven't talked to you or Chris the whole show. Like, even, because I guess, I don't know why. That's okay. How you doing? I'm good. All right. And uh, anything happened? Do you have a, did you name one? Uh, uh, this is a good thing we're going to do from now on. When I was younger, uh, my, my family would do this thing where you went around the table and you had to say one nice thing that happened to you that day. And we learned it didn't have to be gigantic. In the beginning, we thought it had to be monumental. For a while, I tried to go, do I have to play this game? And my mom would say, yes. I go, oh, because if you didn't make me, that would have been one nice thing that would happen to me today. Do you understand? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. It's great talking this to you. Just being on this podcast is the nicest thing that happened to me today. I'm going to take that as a compliment. I think you mean it. You're, you're enjoying yourself. You're yeah. There you go. Oh, um, no. Never mind. Never mind. That's this piece of banana. No, no, banana. no. You can't. That- yeah, this is. Right, oh, my God. Don't, eat, don't eat into the mic. Don't even. Part of the bit. <laughs> we lose. People get upset. And then, you know what? They're right. I don't want to make fun of people that complain when you eat. You know why? They're right. Mm-hmm. Um. Something nice that happened to you today. You bought me Mexican food earlier, oh, and I was very hungry, so that was very nice. And you enjoyed it? Was it good? It was very good. Chris, anything very nice happened to you today? Yeah, I got coffee. Oh, you're talking about your ma- Oh, is this how you insult me, the both of you? Yeah. Oh, I asked someone how nice they go. Oh, you made me get you lunch. That was nice. And then he goes, I went and got you coffee. Now, what happened nice to you, like today? Oh. Something could be so simple. Once you start thinking this simple, you'll start being able to go. Okay, something did nice happen. 
Um, could have been a call you got. It could have been a bill was less than you. Something was good. And it has to be serious. This is we don't joke during this time. No, Lynn, I'm not joking. Lynn, I found a puppy. You swear to God? In the alley. Is that true? Crying. Well, that's a nice thing. Is your wife letting you keep it? No. All right. And Sharif, she's what? She hates dogs. Oh, uh, she sounds like a cunt. Um, My car insurance rate has gone up. There you go. All right. Why did why he spent a? Oh, that's nice. All right, enough with that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited about his low car insurance than anything else. I'll accompany you with. Everybody sit down. Blake's making me nervous. I want. I like everybody seated and comfortable, and I also like people to be happy. So, um, growing up, what was I talking about? Nice thing that happened. Oh, so... So it must have been a different time back then because uh, he sa- he makes a joke and then I'm going to do the joke and then I want you to play. Here's what happens. You know, old entertainers, they would make a joke and then the band would kick in. Right. So he goes, he was doing an impersonation of who's the guy who used to talk like this. Uh, oh, sorry, dear. Uh, I'm an inspector. Uh, oh, geez. He wore a trench coat. The old timer, oh God, God, Peter Falk. Oh right, my so God, was, that was a Columbo impression. Wow! All right, come on. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody can be uh, um, an impersonator. Rich uh, Little. Not everyone's Rich Little. Uh, okay, it so, helps to know the, the what the word of what it is. Yeah. So anyway, I won't try to do Columbo's voice, but like you would never tell a joke like this on stage. It's not the worst joke in the world. It's just it's weird the concept of it, right? Because it's not twisted funny. It's just casually used yeah because i don't think any topics are all you know no 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 word or no topic is on everything's funny everything it was just more in the casual sense that it was used he goes a woman came up to me the other day in the casino and you ready you ready with that music and she said oh my god i was roped i was roped i was roped this is engelbert walking down the band's playing behind him this uh, vamping as he goes into his next song i said excuse me man but don't you mean raped she goes, no, the guy was stupid. He only tied me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. It's all right. I don't yeah, want to do that. No, no, joke. I don't want to do that to him because, um, what do you mean it's playing? No, no, first of all, it's not playing if we don't hear it. <laughs> oh, you mean oh, it's playing God. in there? No, there was like seven seconds of silence. Well, let's do it again. What kind of operation is this? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. I don't want to make him that guy. Going? I don't want to. You know what I mean? You know how on radio the this guys. so uncomfortable. I'm going to watch someone get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <laughs> you ready? Oh, my God. Can you do it again? I feel bad. I took the, uh, I, I took the stance of like. You know why crazy. I don't feel bad? I feel good that people good. listening will good. either agree with me or they'll go, why was Mike doing that? And that's the beauty you remember. Okay. They'll be like, it did seem. Someone will bump into you and go. Nothing, but you know, right. somebody goes, I thought the same thing. He was like, he was the opposite of that person, but he defend. Why can't I talk like this when we're doing the goddamn show? <laughs> yes. You were, t- you were the person that was, you know what I'm saying, don't you? I just thought you something. were the person that was awesome, defend, proving it could be possible to be awesome, defending the person that isn't awesome. You thought you needed to defend them. They don't need defending. They have been pushing everybody around for the last... I'm not saying there aren't the people that overly clean, but when it comes to the scales, people... I I said this as a joke once. No one ever goes over anybody's house and goes, Oh, my God. You really are a pig. (laughs) Oh, my God. You 
really? Are you have like OCD? Right. And then when something else comes up, re-say. Like, yeah. If you're at someone's house and you open up their cupboard and you've already told them how clean they are, like yeah. you and then they see how organized they, they go, you really do have OCD. But when it go, if they really think you have a problem, why is it free range to make fun of it? You would never get into someone's house, your first look, go, oh my God, you really are a pig. Right. Let it go, open their back door and see dog shit all over and ever go, oh my God, you really are, like you're a pig. <laughs> right. You're a pig. You know what I mean? So it's like it's weird that no, you're completely right. It's just it's it's the same. There's like a condition. It's like it's all right to make fun of it, and yeah. sometimes, uh, by the way, they deserve to be made fun of. But I'm saying they're not always wrong. Okay, let's go. You ready? I like that the lady, I just the, wanna, the I rapist, just establish that I that I that I love you. Okay, the rapist. Well, we're not on joke. Is that, are, we, are we on? I, I'll, I'm gonna edit out. No, no. We here's what happened. Maybe leave everything in that just happened. We. We have a hard time finding the music for Welcome to My World. So as we took a break, we started re-talking about the house cleaning thing. Right. And I think maybe we brought some more clarity to it. <laughs> so we're leaving it all in. Now we're ready again? Okay, so here we go. So now we'll, oh, we don't have to erase any of that. Well, we can tighten it up a little. Yeah, yeah. Tighten it up a little. But leave this part in that I'm saying right now. <laughs> so so anyway, we'll do it again. Ready? So, uh, oh my I was roped. I was roped. <laughs> It's not worth it. I'm glad, Blake. What happened? Is Blake the only... Where, what's I going like, on I here? I like that the, the rapist lady is complaining about the stupid rapist. You know? Oh, he was... Oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he was dumb. He was dumb. He didn't even he rape didn't, me. He's you know, so stupid. He didn't rape me. No, this guy is one of them idiots. <laughs> who, who, he just tied me up. I was like, you got to stick your dick in me. Hey, he ran out. Hey, stupid. Just because you tied me up that you you. you Moron! Oh, you didn't rape me. You roped me. <laughs> Dude! Are you tell? Are you fucking with me, lady? Are you fucking with me? You didn't even rape me, you stupid idiot. I know. I had a second. I'm a fucking maniac, but I thought about it. I tied you up. I was going to rape you. I decided not to. No, you don't get it. You roped me. Get it? Uh, I've been running around the Oh, right now you're getting raped, you fucking idiot. Oh, no, it's not as funny. <laughs> All right, so I'm I'm being I got roped. I got roped. Oh, I think you mean raped. No, the idiot just tied me up. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break. Welcome to my world. That's what he did for real. This is the song he sang after that. Won't you come on? So he goes, I was raped. I was I thought you were raped. I'm raped. Now the idiot didn't rape me. He just tied me up. This is the song he went into. Anyway, pause it out. Step into my heart. Play it again. It's fun oh to do that. God, just playing any song after her. <laughs> Play <laughs> Give me a joke, and then how quick can you come in with that? Do it. May pretend like you're on stage right now. Okay, and then can I tell you give a similar it, joke? Uh, a joke joke. Like, you have a, what's the it's joke? It's my favorite joke. Oh, is it quick? Yeah. Okay, and then as soon as he hits the punchline, cue him. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the Polish rapist? No. They put him in a lineup. He said, that's her. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> it's actually a good Won't you come on? <laughs> Mike, why'd you get so excited? Oh my god. Great. Great. All right, it's so funny to, to kill music after it. It's a great joke. That's a great joke. Alright, listen. Do you know what? I, We're gonna talk about you I'm sorry to bring everything you down right Israel's folks. That, you that joke is Mr. Henny Youngman. There you go. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him once. We'll talk about it when I talk about my Wayne Newton story. Uh, It's good to see Blake Wexler here. It's nice when he laughs because sometimes all you guys tune out and you just eat your... How much are you going (laughs) to snack on over there like a nervous... 
Snack eater. Yeah, Mike. Come on. Uh, no, Daniel, I'm talking to Daniel. Daniel, Take there's this. no question about who was snacking. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Coleman is funny, isn't he? You, you, he's funny. Anyway, um, so um, today is exciting for me because I have never been so excited. It's coming up. I like to over... Don't get nervous, Sharif and Lynn, because I think part of oversetting it up... Like, you're right. On real radio, if they were like, oh, my God, how long are they going to promo this thing and the pressure's on you? It's 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 going to be worth every ounce that it is. My my friend Sharif... We'll, we'll tell the story when, when you come over here. And Lynn... Um, we were going to make Lynn Bob from downstairs, but we decided that he's my friend Lynn and we'll just... And he does all my jingles and... Oh, poor Lynn. Although he's always very nice. He goes, Todd, whatever you need, it's fun. I'll do it. But I call him up and I'm like, you know that song that's like, ba, 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 boo, ba, boo. He goes, eh, I don't think I know. But sure enough, a minute later, he finds it and plays it for me. I go, I love you. And then he calls me back and I hear a jingle. And I, I fucking, it's my favorite thing to do. Lynn goes, well, talk at seven. He knows, he knows me so well that he knows how to calm me. So he'll be like, Todd, we're going to talk at seven. We'll just make jingles as long as you want. <laughs> and I'm like, you see, he goes, yep. Yeah. And I, he does two more. I go, you got any more in you? He goes, yeah, whatever you want to do. And then his wife yells from the other room, how many fucking jingles are you going to make? Anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. So anyway, no, no, let's talk about what you wanted to talk about. The, uh, the, uh, you had a clip or something. Oh, you wanted to do the, uh, I am so happy because for a week I thought no one, well, you, you take it over and then I'll talk. Well, this was um, you had mentioned how upset you were about the uh, the fact that um, we talked about it on the show. They had the Republican debate, and then they and we never the, talked about that. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about it on the show. No, and then they had the gay soldier mention, and then they all booed. Right, uh, the Tea Party, you know, whatever the crowd members, and no one spoke up. No one said anything. None of the candidates said anything. And Obama gave a big speech yep. last week, and he addressed that. And I thought he was very presidential by, on the topic. Yeah, and by the way, hold what on. I mean, how would you not well, take advantage of that? I well, well, hold like on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to, you got to give him. Are you going? By the way, if the answer, I'll always take the. Devil if the answer is yes, if the answer is yes, do it. But just make sure this is from my soul. What I'm yeah. saying right now. Make sure you understand what what people are saying. And that you're genuinely disagreeing. I don't just, and then that's what this is all about. The only time I get upset with people and they play devil's advocate is when everybody leaves or the party breaks up and somebody's done this to me. They go, hey, I didn't really feel that way. No, 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 no. What I should give Obama credit for is the, I, I, I want to believe that if he spoke up about something like that, mm-hmm. it's because he felt like, you know, I'm the president and I actually have the opportunity to say something about well, it. Well, I'll tell you why I think it's worth I, leaning. I just don't think that anymore. Okay, I'll tell you why I think it's worth, you do, you have a, you do have a, absolutely a point worth putting on the table and discussing. Because yeah. I'd say it's 50-50, maybe. Some right. people would Let's say, hear, hold on, hold on, clip. hold on. No, no, no. I think it's worth all this up. To, I think it's okay. Um, when I heard them all do that, I, look, I've said this a million times because I really do believe it. There's a lot of things I disagree with passionately, but I go, all right, you know, you, 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 they feel that way. They feel, you know, you feel this way. Uh, it doesn't really, not everything. But they on the, uh, and I say the other side, I'm not Democrat, Democrat or Republican. I just have my feelings about views. That's mm-hmm. all. But there is a sort of a divide that we call them, you know, or whatever. And they were the big ones. You have to respect when, when you, the military, you have to respect it. They love saying it. It's like when Bill, I don't, they go, you have to respect the president. When they liked who was in office, they would go, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I used to say, even if I like the president, you don't have to fucking respect the president. You can't shoot him. You can't go on and say slanderous things that aren't true. You don't have to fucking, but, so I never agree with it. But since they thought that, they thought, where are the they office. now? Where are they? Respect the office. Well, where is that now? 
and forget about that because that could even be great. But when it comes to the military, and and I go I go long winded as always. When I watched that, and I went, so was anybody supposed to? Even their side, to not be angry at their side is totally dismissing them as being, you shouldn't dismiss them. It's not a compliment to them for them not to be held accountable that somebody publicly, everybody on that side is responsible for what happened because nobody, and if I'm wrong, I play the footage and I learn. Nobody on that side, what what is called that side, the people that go, God, I write about it on the news that night. The oh my God, with all the disagreements and everything that fucking goes down, I don't give a fuck what it is, and I am passionate that I fucking can't stand. You know there's someone out there with this view, by the way, but they didn't come forward. I'm being fair to the other side. There's somebody on the other side that watched at home, a person that went, you know what, I consider myself a part of the Tea Party. But mm-hmm. guess what? At the end of fucking everything, that was fucking bullshit and embarrassment to what we stand for, that nobody fucking said anything. So here's why the president might not do it. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen on his watch. He wasn't there. He could have said, I'll lose more voters by defending that. I wasn't there. Thank God. I think he went forward with a little bit of guts and said, because there's kidding people. kidding me? Yes. There's pe- no. You, you don't think he would pe- not lose more voters um, by. Uh, no. Am I wrong? No. Anyone who's going to be upset, anyone who's going to be upset by somebody who speaks on behalf look you no it, of course it, here, he's here. gonna the only way he would lose voters is if he didn't speak out of it and he lose the gay vote mike but look, why, I, why, think, why? I think i think that i i can close the gap between you two i think you want to todd and i want to give him credit for a slam dunk and you're saying that you know that was kind of lobbed to him and it wasn't that much of a no no, no. i'm that, saying that right. any any anything that you give credit for in an election year is like misplaced. Well, good. I want him to be a better elect, a better candidate. He, I think. Well, hold on. Here's where. Here's where. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here's where. And again, I, I will. I will preface this by I don't know that much, but I think I'm making sense. No, if he can't fix the economy, then that doesn't mean it doesn't dismiss here's an it. Example. Hold on. Hold on. It, hold on. Let me just finish okay. real quick. If he can't do the things he needs to do, I know there's people that don't like uh, the president fairly. I'm not talking about the people that maybe never gave him a chance. There's people that really backed him and don't like him. I'm all right with that if they fairly don't. So what I'm saying is he has to figure out how to help us with the economy. That that statement that he said, I'm not saying it was so brilliant where it should override. I don't want him in office again if he can't do that mixed with fix this economy. He could socially be a very smart person but not have the business savvy to fix the world. Well, you need both. But I am saying this, that, and I'm asking this. How about that? I thought it was scary for presidents, if they have to say something, they say it, to defend uh, the, the, a gay, uh, someone gay in the military Not or, or getting married. I, no, I thought they were still trying to hold on to some of the other people that were on the fence. So No. If, I, no right, I, and by the way, I might be – I am asking. I'm asking. Am I, I, so I feel I, – I don't know how, how – So let me ask you, you this then. Why don't I feel they, like Democrats don't have to worry about that. It's kind of assumed that they're very pro-gay rights, right? Well, I think that – Here's an example. Bank of America decided to charge $5 a month for debit card users, right? (laughs) And Timothy Geithner Uh came out publicly today. They decided to Uh call a press conference for him to say that the uh, White House is going to stand up to banks. Over that. Right. So it's already been um, verified. I don't know, whatever you call it. But it's already been established that people are very upset that uh, Bank of America is charging $5 for debit cards. So what easier stance is there for the White House to take that, like, we're on the side of people 
who use debit cards. But, but, they, but they've been trying to do that. It's, I mean, it's not their fault that people are so fucking stupid that it takes Bank of America literally taking $5 out of their account for them to get involved. Meanwhile, they've been trying to convince them for, to, to, to back some sort of Wall Street reform, and people don't want to do no, it, really. No, but it's just, it's just easy publicity. It's okay, just, I'm it, confused. It's just, it's just easily citing yourself okay. on the side of certain groups. Well, look, it's just like so transparent. Okay, like let, if, let me... If, I st- if, if, a guy, if, if people don't applaud for uh, somebody, uh, if don't applaud for gay rights, or they don't applaud, or if, if they're against um, consumers, uh, you know, getting $5... The, uh, so I'm getting clarity. The, the thing is, what you're saying is, and own own it. If I'm if I'm counteracting something you said, have the ability to go, you know, and then because first you think, oh, I, you know, when you have a view, you have to defend it, even on a conversation like this, right? You know, it's it's okay. Since sometimes when it smells, it's getting heated a little. People get nervous when sure. you're friends. Hey, we, we, you know, we, this is fine. You know, yeah. this is all good. I'm going to go out on a limb that I think. Like I said, I think he does mean that. That's why I don't – what you're just saying, you can't write it off. I would smell if somebody was just grandstanding. Gun to my head, I'm going to say – and this is – I know it's it's not okay for me to say I don't really follow politics a lot, so this and that. Some, some people would say, well, then just shut the fuck up. But I think what I'm saying, I'm okay. I think that – I'm going to go back to what I said. I think sociably he's probably brilliant on being an unbelievably open-minded, fair person, whether it comes to anything, sexism, racism, homophobe. I think he's probably intelligent and means that. Now, does he have the business sense to get this world out of the rut? That, obviously, he's not doing a great job proving that he is. But but that doesn't mean, like he said, that you have to erase that that can, Why? What would Wait, he have ever done in his life? Here's what I think. To, you don't think – so hold on. You think he's probably not as open-minded as that no, statement. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's I think that in order for him to say it, I think there has to be an intersection between what he thinks and when it's actually politically uh, advantageous for him to say it. Well, you might have thought he picked a good time to say it, but who? Well, 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 what's he gaining by, by by making that statement? He the gay vote already has his. What what does he have to gain? Yeah, by, maybe by that's going what, out? see. That's what I'm thinking because I'm thinking, I think that, that votes already his. So I'm thinking he, again. I'm going to repeat myself and tell me why I'm wrong. I think you. He I'll might, tell you hold why. on, hold on. Exactly that he might have said this. I got their vote. I wasn't there when it happened. Thank God, because I would have spoke out. Yeah. But now, thank God, it didn't happen on my. What? How did he get an advantage? Except really, I that want... sitting at home, getting watching that and going, "Are you fucking shitting me?" Not one of you mother. And let me hold on, hold on. Let me go here. When you're everybody on that side, I don't think does feel that way. I'm being fair enough. Mm-hmm. That means someone was there. When you're saying what's the what's so scary about sticking up for that? Right. Well, obviously it must have been because nobody else there did. Are you telling me that you think everybody that, that I'm really being right. fair to the other yeah. side? Follow me here. I'm saying there were people part of the Tea Party that were even there and went, "That's fucking bullshit." So why didn't they say but something? That's if it's what so I'm talking about. Say? But that I, that, am I, I am sense, not Daniel? saying that. I'm yeah. not saying that. Yes. I don't. I don't think that uh, Obama would say that. Uh, just I don't think that he's this like empty vessel. I would just say that. I don't care about anything. But when you have a moment like that where the Tea Party or who the Republicans whoever clearly dropped the ball and people. By the way, who I keep saying the Tea it. Party. Am I completely off? No, but that was a Tea Party. But debate. don't you feel like? Okay, thank but God. But even if even, but I'm saying is like that's an intersection. Even if you believe in it, don't you think that there's a certain level of taking advantage of another person's mistake where you feel like you know they had this moment at the no, let me explain. Uh, Republican you, you, uh, you debate. Could, you could where that like it was this palpable feeling that they had fucked up and that they didn't speak up for this guy and that uh, a lot of people are feeling this way. 
How is that not like taking what, I, advantage of okay, the situation? I don't think there's a difference between taking a, taking advantage uh-huh. and taking advantage. Taking advantage of somebody is not good. Taking advantage of a situation. Yeah, it's, I it's think politics. even if he took advantage of it, right. no harm's done because he believes it. So, so what? If yeah. he took advantage of something. Now, is there harm done? You don't yes, know he this doesn't. guy. You know, you know what he Well, thinks. you're defending him. You I'm, know him. I, I know as I'm much as you know to take I'm the other saying, side. I'm saying the most benefit of the doubt no, no, hold that you on can here. give him. I always think that when I have a point, I guarantee yeah. you if the emails came in, I just made a valid point. Yeah. You win it. You don't know the guy. Well, you don't know the guy either. We're both I, having I, a discussion. I, I, exactly. I, I don't oh, know that's the guy. Hold on. Hold on. Mike, I don't know. I, why, I don't know why you have to see the negative in this. Because it, it has a like running, you did it with the I'll, house thing too. I there is a running thing, thing here. Partly because I think it makes it more interesting to have a conversation. No, I told you don't fucking do that. No, no, I'm, that's not why I'm doing it. The reason I'm doing it is because my genuine view of the subject is that it's the worst thing you can do is because somebody agree, you says something you agree with that you idolize them and you project all these things onto them that they. Well, and, can I, hold on. I, I, I don't interject think again. I don't, I don't think I, I'm analyzed. I don't think I am because I will tell you, I'm saying I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm, what do you call it, grandstanding on him because through the whole thing, I'm just, I'm still saying from what I know, hey, if he doesn't have the business end of it to run the country, that's a great statement. I like that he did it, but that doesn't fucking mean I want him reelected. So I'm not putting him up in some pedestal. You don't want him reelected? I don't know. I don't know enough to talk about that. If he can't run the world, if he can't get us out of our troubles, like I said, I think there are a lot of people that fair, that really backed him and now are wondering. Yeah, but you know, know. know that. Hold on, hold on. So this, is, this is the second time hey, you Mike, said this. Every time you say it's boring, yeah. you make people that aren't thinking no, it's boring I, think it's that sorry, they're dumb. Sorry, it's not boring. So, it's just that I'm scared that I'm being boring. No, but, but here's, 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 hey. here's my problem. Here's what I think. Is that as much as that I like really like – I like love Obama. Like I love him. But my fear sometimes is that we're oh, – sorry. Bush was like this <laughs> ideologue. And I feel like because Obama is really intelligent, it makes me question sometimes where he stands on certain things. Because if somebody says something that's advantageous to him, I always just assume that like, well, he's he's just too smart to know that that's not in his best interest to say it. So that if he says anything, I just naturally assume like, well, what's what's his angle? Like, what, okay, where does this come into him getting reelected? Play the clip, and oh. then we, guess what? You make my pants. <laughs> what if we got into a huge fist fight, and then you had to come up and do your version of? Are you all right, Lynn? <laughs> All right, go ahead, okay. play it. We don't believe in the kind of smallness that says it's okay now we're gonna for a look stage wrong. full of political leaders, one of whom could end up being the President of the United States, being silent when an American soldier is booed. We don't believe in that. We don't believe in standing silent when that happens. We don't believe in them being silent since. You want to be commander-in-chief? You can start by standing up for the men and women who wear the uniform of the United States. Even when Michael, it's Michael, hold on. I'm, like, hold on. Pause yeah. I'm going I'm to be more aggressive. Way. We, we've been good friends for years. We can, we can have an aggressive conversation, and we're still going to love each other. Yeah. I think you are overlooking the fact that anybody that watched that went down in the military. I can only imagine that you're not acknowledging any good of it. Let me tell you something. One thing's for sure. One thing I can tell you is for fucking sure. None of what I have to say, none of you have to say it's for sure. That's just two opinions. But I can tell you factually, there is a gay guy or a gay woman in the military that fucking let them breathe. That five days later, that somebody fucking said something. And if somebody said, they only said it to get voted, they'd go, yeah, I know, I agree. But guess what? It still made me fucking feel good that somebody said that. And they're going to get my vote. 
And even if they had their votes, I think to overlook all that, that is crazy. That's equivalent that if somebody, if you were watching the news and somebody said just some horrific comment about black and white people getting married and nobody fucking said anything. And then five days later, somebody says something. It's like, thank you. Thank you. Are you shitting me? It's 2011. So you're saying, I agree with everything. Let me fill down you here. You're saying, Todd, I agree with everything. And I believe he meant it, but he just said it so everyone would applaud and I'd get elected. No, 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 no. I don't. I, don't, so I, you're, I think what I'm saying is I, I like to think that what I'm saying is a little more complicated, which is only that when you're watching it, I don't think you can just carry it away and feel like that's what he believes. I love this guy. Okay, I got a question. He's, what should somebody have done that watched it? You, okay, let's take the other route because right. I'm trying to take the, the others just to go back and forth at this point. What would have someone done in the political eye, in the political mm-hmm. uh, eye? Is that the right term? In the, in the, in the, yeah. Somebody that's in the public eye. Public yeah, eye. Right, yeah. What would they have done? Let's say, what should they have done? Somebody needed to, to say something about that. Somebody that watched it went, whoa. And let's say it was the president or it was Bill Clinton who decided he was going to. How should think, they have done it so it didn't look like they were grandstanding? I think it's interesting that he decided to do it himself. No, where's he? didn't have Joe Biden do well, it. I mean, it's like, it, it, that's all I'm saying is that. It would have been really easy. They fucked up so obviously. It's like they made they already made themselves look bad. You don't even have to say anything. So what would have been the best way? You're saying for Joe Biden, he should have sent him out to say it? I'm not saying there's a best way. He chose, no, Michael, Michael, he chose to take the opportunity. Michael, you, you have a – I'm serious. Yeah. You're hard to follow. Really? Because, yeah, because in, in a I, I, little bit of when I watch people and they interview people that I start respecting, I try right. to learn things from that. And I went, at one point, you have to stop going back and forth and right. ask questions, not mm-hmm. argue. So I'm going, what would have been the best way for him to do it? You don't want to. But the question to me isn't like what the best way to do it is. What, what yeah, is he there trying? you go. There you go. I, I don't know what you. he's trying to do. This is when two do. people start yelling. I honestly you sound don't like you don't make do. sense. You don't make sense. Really? You're like a whole lot of blah, 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 blah. Because I just asked you a question okay. and there is an answer for that. Okay. And. The only mistake I would have made, someone, if I would have finished this, and someone said, "Why didn't you ask Mike what the best way to do it was?" Do and think, I would have been, "Oh, I should." Wait, wait. Do you think? Do you think that that the presidential thing to do, the more honest thing to do, would have been to let it go? The they already made themselves seem bad. That's look what bad, I think. And you think it That's wasn't? It, it wasn't his like, fumble to me. To me, like a really secure leader. Fruit. I, so wrong. So wrong. A, that, exactly. That, I, I think it's like it's. I feel like it's a. a you're wrong. Okay, thank you. I, I, people, I know what you people, mean. I, I know I, what he means, I, but I, let I, me tell I, you now something. Now I'm clear on his position. So your answer is to say nothing. Is that I think that he's – I think that essentially I agree with him. I'm, a, I'm, on, I'm not on the side of the people who – Let's but you, but, but you live you live in the different you live no, in a different world you live you live in a bubble socially mm-hmm. you, you don't there are gay soldiers who who are probably Republican right there, there could be gay soldiers of Republican parents who there were probably gay people at that debate who heard that boo and and like were mortified on the inside no one spoke for them that night no right. one Michael let me give you an example please if this I know this makes sense I told this story last week but I'm going to tell you. By your for, by your fruition, here's how you think this should have gone down, and I'm gonna make it's a complete it's a comparison, but it is so much lighter. But if if I'm right on this, right, then imagine the magnitude of how these people needed to be stuck up for. A long time ago, I know you could laugh here because I'm gonna reference an old show that I did, but I but somebody did a decent thing. It's not about the show, but somebody did a decent thing on that show. I talked about this with Chris Hardwick. Um, uh, somebody yelled at extras horribly. Uh huh. They just yelled at extras. They were just so cold and so mean and made 30 extras feel like shit. Not because they were bad extras, because it was just an asshole. And one of the stars of the show, the woman, said very, very, hey, 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 we don't talk 
to people like that. And I don't want to do what you just did to them, but that can't, people can't be talked to like that. And it made, on that minuscule thing, 30 extras feel like a human being. But wouldn't it have been the right thing for her to do? Everyone saw that guy for what a dick he was, to just let it go. But she grandstanded to be like, oh, look, now this, I get all the credit. Wouldn't it have been better for her? They all saw what a dick he was. Right. Shh. Or was it, did she do the right thing? Here, but what I think is complicated is that and I know you'd feel like there's a simple thing, like I'm, you're either with him or against him. But I think that his position is right, but the media is involved. So now you're going on television, you're saying it in a certain way that's going to get an emotional response. But hold on. So instead of standing up and saying, I disagree with those people, it was shameful that the way that they booed an American soldier, mm-hmm. like that's like a really emotional argument because you're going to upset people. But who disagree, mm-hmm. right? So he's he's intentionally upsetting people, mm-hmm. and he's intentionally getting people to side with him. Mm-hmm. So instead, and means of, that I feel that's and important, means it, right? So I'm saying I'm just saying that you like there's subtler ways to do that, and there's and like and I, th- that, and, I think the way I, you I, did I, it, I actually, I, I, I actually agree do, with yeah. Obama. I think that don't he, call he, me tomorrow and say you didn't. I know. No. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the, the way that he communicated what he felt was to like his political advantage. And, and again, what but, would, but that's the I, I see. I see. And I wish. I wish. Uh, it, we lived in the world that, that that you see it happening in. But we live in like such a sensational culture. Right. People need to see those clips. He. I wish you could just read there. Read a statement. What do you mean they need to? The, what do you mean they need to? People. That that's the only way you're getting attention is to get you know come on and say something great and. And that was almost like a direct attack, a direct attack on somebody, so they'll get played. But it was a soundbite, right? He was going out creating a soundbite because right. he needs to to win elections. That's not his fault. That's, that that's, the, that's, that's exactly that's the world what I'm saying. In. I know, but that's not his fault. He didn't create this atmosphere. I think here's where I think you're he wrong. Has to, he has the to fact that you're, win in it. Hold on. The fact that you're saying, and and again, the fact that you're saying, um, uh, he just went out there and and uh, and it was just a soundbite. I think that hold on, I'm getting a little. Hold on, let me backtrack. What what we got to the point already where we disagree. What scares me, or mm-hmm. not scares me, scares me in the type of discussion I'm getting into with somebody. Yeah. When I'm willing to stop arguing for what I thought was right or whether you thought was right, and ask you a solution, and when that person doesn't have that solution, now I'm not joking. I'm not being I'm not being sly to make a point. No, I get sense. nervous. I start like like tilting back in, like I'm trying to read a book, trying to figure you out. And and then think, am I being fair? Oh my God, I don't I don't want to be unfair. Well, I think why do I think it's fair for me to say now I'm only wanting now? Do I think you're right? I, no, obviously I'd be playing games, but I am saying to you now, how do you? What would have been the right thing for him to do? Now, if is the answer say nothing, and everyone saw what they did was stupid. What what should he have done? You're his. You advise him. Okay, here's, you advise here's, here's him, Mr. President. He watched it. Hold on, and I'm let me let me just get this out. Because I believe this happened. You might think, well, you're making this up. I bet I'm pretty close. He watched it and from his heart. He felt like, geez, isn't going to defend it. You're his advisor, though. You go, I'm with you, Mr. President, but here's what I would do. What's your advice to him? Here's here's where I think you and I are disagreeing. No, no, no. You ha- you're in my pre- You're the advisor. I want you to tell me what to do. I'm going out there. I want to look I'm gonna, classy. I'm, I'm going to answer your question, but okay. it's not going to be the exact way you want okay. to answer your question. Which is that the point of it to me is less that it's like what he says and what the right thing for him to say would have been. But it's more that the president of the United States is kind of 
um, I don't think he has a big choice about what he can say in that situation. I think that the, the I think he has to say something sensational and get people's attention because that's what his like that's what his job demands. I don't think he can choose a hundred percent how he reacts. I think that uh, the position that he's in is that he has to use that for his job. So on one hand, it could be that he's saying the right thing and that it, it and it means a lot to people, but I don't think it's all uh, up to him. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Like I think it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even be surprised if it wasn't Obama that came up with the idea to address it. If so, if, oh, if exactly. somebody on his gay staff said, by that I mean like you know somebody that's Jew's job is specifically monitor the gay community and how he's viewed. There, he said, "Hey, we have a great opportunity to knock one out of the park." Here's what happened. Here's what you should say. Still, though, the fact that he goes, yeah, let me say that. That's great. I, you know, I applaud him for that because he could have set it out and he could have let him, you know, he didn't have to not, you know, I, I think you would rather he be above it all and not take the easy shots. I'm glad he did. Because I think it's the they same don't way shine that, away from taking the easy shots. On well, no, him. I, I don't. I don't want to defend it in a way someone doesn't want to be defended. Hey, they do shit, so it's good. He did shit. I guess. I right. want to defend I it because it's right or it's wrong. Not like, hey, they All throw right, let's, shit. Uh, let's anyway, uh, let's wrap it let's, up. That was to, to just the, this topic. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, heavy, yeah. Heavy we gotta me. get some more because I know we're going long, but we are a little bit today. Uh, did you guys know Governor? Um, uh, hold on, hold Governor on. Governor Chris Christie. He has uh, a lot of people that know this about him. He has a PhD in mathematics. No. Yeah, yeah. He heard they were going to be doing a lot of work with Pi. So he. <laughs> so. We talked about this before we went on the air. We're like, because I thought Letterman's been making heavy jokes about him, and then right. I thought, do Mike everything? Hey, by the way, this is the advantage of having your own podcast. You can get to a space. We're all good. I know you well. And I know, unless I'm wait, but this wrong. is the same kind of argument we'd have if we were sitting at home. It's the like same, and you know, we, and you know, what we would do after this, we would go into the kitchen, smoke pot, yeah, and then exactly. we do. Okay, all right, cool, no, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I said in the beginning. Don't ever get into it's all. Hey, look, you know, as much as I like having my friends around me, you know, have sort of the views you have. Uh, it's it's good. We've we've uh, we've had uh, we've had. Uh, Deeper conversations like Graham Elwood said about what type of shaving cream we used. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just we're passionate people. I like that Graham said that because it is true. It's like you want people to know, oh, I'm just as passionate if I'm going, Mike, I told you use witch hazel. No, it sucks that we're talking about politics because I feel like people listening think like, oh, that guy's a fucking idiot. But this is just us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is the this show. This isn't being recorded. All right. So, oh, yeah, we're not recording this. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing that could put me in a better mood than we're going to take a quick break. And then they're going to set up, and um, my fr- Sharif is a friend of mine, and he was listening to the podcast, and he heard us making fun of Engelberg. No, Engelberg Humper Bunker. Engelberg Bunker Bunker. Hello, we have a caller. Hello? Hello? Oh, what happened? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, this is Mike Coleman. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Hi. I met you on Griffith Park. Oh my God! Hi, nice to meet you. All right, we'll tell nice that story. <laughs> we'll tell that story about. Okay. On the phone is the guy from Griff, Griffin. How do you say it? Griffith. They need help up there doing. Uh, they, they're, I'll talk about that next week. You can donate your time and help clean up the park because their cutbacks are so much that they are not able to upkeep the park. So everyone at the UCB Theater, there's a date they're going over there, and you just help for the day clean up. And I can't do it. I'll be away. Uh-huh. Uh, I got a thing that day. Uh, I don't got to tell you about. So anyway, I'm at a <laughs> okay. So so uh, so uh, so Sharif called in, and he and uh, my friend Lynn is here, and he's going to do backup drums, and they're going to do uh, you you make my pants when I get up and dance. He did a version of it. Oh, it's my favorite new song. I think I'm going to wait. Is that the after show? 
No, this is the this this is the whole show. Oh, the, it's just we're just doing. Yeah, the we're one just going to go straight in. We're going to go straight in. We're going to take a break right now, and okay. then we're going to come back, get silly for a little while, and then wrap it up. This show is going to go really long. Well, but can I did. smoke a little bit of pot? Yes. So we're going to take a break. They're going to set up Sharif, and then we're going to give you Sharif's website. Sharif is like a really good musician. I went to see him. You know what? Let's, let's take a break. Let's take a break. We'll come back, and then we'll uh, we'll talk. Okay. I mean, uh, bye. <laughs> Um, you can you can bring us back. What's that for, Mike? Well, you should have let them play at the first beginning of the song, and you could edit it wherever you wanted to. What are you talking about? Well, Lynn wouldn't have had to be here at all. He could have recorded the song in the beginning. No, no. What no. are you directing the show now? Yeah, I'm just saying. No, no. What do you mean? Lynn's been sitting here. He could. No, he's my friend. We was just hanging. He out. was enjoying well, he, the show. Yeah. Lynn, who's am I? Do I have a point here? Yeah. You could have recorded this in the beginning of the song. We could have edited it in anywhere. Oh, I, oh you know I live in South Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm just, okay, anyway, just something I noticed. No, no, no. I can't wait to hear a song. <laughs> so, you're, so you're telling me it was wrong that I didn't do this earlier on. Are you yes. shitting me? No, I'm being completely serious. <laughs> it's just something I noticed. Hey, you want to go? Let's no, he's going to record the song now. What do you mean record the song? He's, gonna he's play playing it. this. It's live. It's technically what do you mean record? We're doing live. something in the show. All right. Does Letterman have his musical guest record a show the, Mike, at the beginning and then he does okay? the monologue? Are you okay? Yeah, you see, I'm like naturally jittery. Well, now, now hold on. I'm, I'm being serious. I am not going to get in my car and go, I should have had this honest on there. It is a little weird now. Because but now, if Lynn, if Lynn played it, you could have edited it in anywhere. This no, that's I don't want that edited in anywhere. I want a live show where we all we all get silly at the end of the show and we enjoy the song. It's in real time. I don't want to just edit it in. It's for us here too. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Ugh, now I'm going to sound like a complete asshole. Well, you're not I if you admit you it. You're, let me, me tell you something. Well, we the only thing you, you could do to like re- you, the only thing you could do to redeem yourself now, honest. seriously, yeah. I love you. You're my friend. Thanks. You're always going to be my friend. But there's an audience that will either sometimes when situations like this out, some will go, "Yeah, what was up with it?" What, well, of course they're going to side with you. No, no, that's bullshit. Okay, that's bullshit. People, I'm wrong half the time. I want to be. I, if an educated person writes in and goes, "Hey, Todd." I always that's when I love emails because you can tell when sensible people write in and it does bring clarity to the show. It's almost right. like having a therapist. If yeah, you're right. If I'm, I'm being honest with you, if a hundred people write in and go, Todd was all over the fucking place, Michael, or people go the other way, it does give you a little sense of who was making more sense. Well, here's part of and it. you got to admit, more of an asshole. I'm more of an asshole around you because we're such good friends that like I can relax. But and that's sort not of well. That means that that's the real you. It coming is the real out me. More. It's the real me. Yeah. And, Everything and so, up till now could be in the gray area, but honestly, think, so, think about this. Is hilarious. Okay. This is. Is a little bit like at what point can I go? That was weird. Like when we're all talking, when let's say when you're not around, right? right? You know, you know, right? We'd be like, that was a little. I'm not doing that when it's you're around. That doing, weird that yes. you would say it later. Like that was. Yeah. Weird. What do you? Why, why don't you just play it in real time? You don't even understand the concept of the show. That's you're totally right. I've never even listened to the show. Gotta, gotta give him credit. That's yes. what I just said. So right. the only thing that would be redeeming right now in this case, or you defend yourself, well, or you go, yeah, what was I doing? Okay. Like laugh at yourself. So I'll fully, I'll fully, I'll fully explain my position, which was that it seemed like, oh, well, like editing is pretty simple. Why don't you just do the silly part of the show first and let Lynn go home? Right, and yeah. then we do the rest of this like like shit with us. Yeah, well, sometimes it. you don't know where a show's going to go. I didn't know when we talked about my roommate um, being a slob that you were going to that was going to turn into a heated thing. Although I loved it, and I also right. didn't know the President Obama thing that was going to be a. But that's okay. That's what this show is. But when we rolled that clip, we thought it was going to be like. Uh, 
Probably maybe five a four, minutes. Five minutes max. Right. So we didn't know where it was going to go. Yes, you're right. While you were sitting here, I was even thinking, oh, shit, we got something silly to end the show with, which I can't wait to do. So let's get out of that topic before it gets. Right. But I'm fascinated with our relationship now because we re- disagree on so much that even when you have a, a band play music in your show, you and I get into a heated argument about it. I don't understand well, how we I live together I swear to you on, on my mom's health. You're going to get a three-page letter about Hold your uh, show etiquette tomorrow. I think it's at the point now where it's so funny where I love it. Because before I was on the point when you guys were sitting over there thinking, oh, my God, Sharif's here. We're going to do the silliest song. Now it's so silly that it can't be better. So now I want to go back to it. I want to go back to it. Yeah. But it, but it's funny. Well, well, I was – here's what's funny about it. Because I realized we would start these light conversations and they get heated. Well, right. we were taking a break. I don't want to over-swear, but I want you to believe I'm telling you the truth. I swear on my mom's health. I don't believe in you know God, but I swear on my mom's health. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if something came up like an argument about the song? Like, and I thought, you know, like, I, I, in my head, I thought yeah. you'd go, oh, he sang it wrong. That's where I was thinking. Right. But who the fucking guess that there would be something? Hey, you should have done this before and edited it in. But really? Well, like, why don't they do, you know, you just... So that's that's funny to me. That's 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 very funny. <laughs> I don't think okay. you. Let's talk. Let's let's. Uh, All right. I have another topic. All right. Let's so move on. so um. Oh. Hold on. And then okay. we're gonna we're gonna every time I kind of like arguing with you. Every time we get it, I don't. I told you. You better mean everything you say. But I'm not disagree. I'm not not being sincere. People I judge. genuinely think you're wrong. The audience judges. I know. The audience knows that I'm right. The audience knows that you whatever know great- bad happened to me right now, we could have fucking recorded it two hours ago. Lynn could have gone home. But it doesn't matter because they don't see him sitting in the chair bored while we're talking about Obama. You think you're so right and you're digging your hole deeper. He was over what, there. What are you doing then? Here's why I'm afraid to just Here's why I'm afraid to go to Lynn right now. Unless he will promise me as a friend. Lynn, I'm I'm on my soul. No comedic, no comedic joke. If I guess how you felt over there, will you tell me? Yeah, he's right. Even though you said before, oh, I guess you know I got to live in Irvine. No comedian at all. Will you? If I guess how you were feeling over there, and I think I'm going to get it pretty. Will you be honest? Yeah. Okay. Here's what he was probably thinking. You think I'm going to act like it had nothing to do with being bored? He's probably thinking this. Oh shit! I love this show. He loves doing stuff for right. it, but it is getting a little late. But you know what? When I come down here, I'm aware it's a show, and they didn't know it was going to take this turn. So. It's okay. Like I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I sometimes he went to his phone. He had, he did some business. I, I was cool with that because he's sitting over there. But he gets that that's what he's a part of. That's that that happened. And and he, and I think uh, he was not thinking. Oh, I'm bored over here. Yeah. So, okay. But you're so. But so, wait, but wait, Lynn. But wait, Lynn. When oh, I'm when I'm when I'm giving my point of view, do you agree with what I'm saying at all? When when I bring up the possibility, well, now you're of you changing the subject. Now you're talking about who he agrees with. We're just talking about how it's there to be privy. He, we don't know if he sides with you or me. But the conversation oh, is. No, you said he sides with. Well, he's not oh, going to oh, tell you the truth. Oh, he. I don't mind. I lo- I love. Well, I don't know if I want to reopen a whole. There's no repercussion. He's not going to like. Get oh yeah, but but hold on. We'll go there. But hold on. Let me go okay. nice and slow. Yeah. But the first question that I answered was when you go, oh, he's sitting over there and he's bored. You try to wrap it up with like I, I don't. I I my guess was right. So you, I think he knows. That's why when he's over there, he knows. So it's right. it's okay because we. Mike. But Lynn, if you could have if you could have done this an hour ago, would you have been like happy to? Yeah. 
unbelievable. He was like nodding at me. I no, no, I think what he's saying is, Mike, you're not. Mike, I think I think you have your producer's hat on. And I think uh, you should take it off and just have your guest hat on and enjoy the experience. No, but I think what you're think what you're not. No, realizing- no, you guys don't yeah. understand. You realize if you let him go before seven, you, then you're way you don't have to pay him overtime. Right, and then I can get everybody back out here. All right, let's let's I, move on. What's fine? Come what's, on. what's weird about this? I still want to try to hold on to explaining to him that yes, under the let's move on under yeah. normal circumstances. Well, that, yes, it me. wouldn't have gotten that. Sometimes you, the weird conversation opens up a can of worms. So yes, you are. Th- I told you I was thinking that. But what you what you keep seeming not to realize is to go. Oh, so even Todd wouldn't have gotten that heated if he could pick the subjects and how it was going to go. I know it wasn't. It was it was what I call silly heated. Right. But but that's not where I wanted the show to go. So that's not. It went mean? there a little weird. We went. We got a little sidetrack. We got into more of a you know a, a heated discussion. And then oh, you go. Oh, you have that to end with. But you can't plan it. You know, so you have something silly at the end and you get into that's what happens oh, when you talk. No, you're right. Yeah. So I mean, you're saying, why didn't you do that? Uh, here's the only reason I would have done that. Hey, what if we get into a, uh, a heated debate over every single thing, even the placement of the music in the show? So maybe I should not do this in the beginning of the show. You can't plan it. Oh, now I'm high and I'm not making any sense. No, no, you're And right. I knew I was. No, no, no. And I don't right. want to keep going. Here's, here's where you're right, though, is that I think that. I'm kind of overly arguing with you about things because I know that this is being recorded. So, are you I'm, being honest? Yeah, yeah, I'm being honest. And it's Mike. What's weird is you can't. I was in upfront. I asked you not to do that. I'm. T- I'm telling you, it's like such a fucking basic instinct that I can't dis. I can't like not do it. Conscious. Also, let me say this. Let me not. For you being so honest, yeah. you shouldn't be. I'm. I'm really being trying yeah. to be fair. You shouldn't be attacked. I was a little attacked when I should have been like. Even though it's a little frustrating because I asked you not to do that, and I don't want to go back where I was started to again, but even though I'm a little frustrated because I asked you not to do that, I, I know it's hard for you to go, oh, am I doing that? So I give you credit. I'm de- but I you were doing, doing that. that, by the way. I think I was definitely doing that. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like another day now. Oh, my God. What were you, what were the, what was did going you know, on with you? Uh, did you guys know that the Governor Christie is coming to visit uh, L.A.? No. Yeah, yeah, that's why they're widening the 405. That's yeah, because he, he wanted to come visit the valley. What is he fat? That's true. No, that's right. I read that. Is that true? Yeah, that's why they had to like white. Is it okay and, to like do, raise all Is it the okay bridges. to do governor? Governor, uh, if, if governor respected, By the way, only reason I'm asking is because if the answer is yes, I want to do one so bad. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna. I don't know. But I, hold on, I, hold on. Would the okay? I like let, him. Let me. I like him. Let me ask this question. <laughs> I want to make this is a great way to propose yeah. this. I want to make a Governor Christie joke so bad. Yeah. But I also want the respect of my peers. So we are on a podcast. Let's say hypothetically. And by the way, if the answer is they'd say yes, bang, I got one. Okay, go ahead. So I'm not judging. Yeah. George Carlin, Jerry Seinfeld sitting in a room. They got a podcast. Would they either go, ah, I don't make those jokes. They're so what? easy. Or would they go, everything's open. If that was George Carlin. I don't know what happened to their careers. So they're doing podcasts. <laughs> no, I'm saying hypothetically. They got a radio okay, show. I don't know why I made that up. What would you say? Um, I, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's okay, so I'm, silly. Let's make pretend so they silly, said yes. Okay. Let's make pretend they said yes. Right? It's, <laughs> not, like, it's not like a... We're Thank like you! Making Hello? fun of fat people. Right? Uh, yes, we're talking about... Is that... Is that is he, he's really... Is, yeah. is a fat person? Yeah, he's very fat. Is that okay? To, I, I think that some people would say you can do better than that. I don't think you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear your joke. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear your Governor Christie joke. 
Well, I don't know if so. We're guessing that George Carlin said that's ah, uh, here's here's my guess. I'm gonna say it's not right. I do it, but I'm gonna do it. Okay. But but the truth is, I should be bigger than making. I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm prefacing it, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna get my laugh over my stupid D- Governor Christie joke. But this is actually a true story. What is it? You know, I was driving up the five. All those cows. Oh yeah, they had like a. How like many a are up there? Hundred thousand? Yeah, like a. Thousand. They're gone. <gasps> no, what happened? Yes, apparently Governor Christie ordered a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen. So that's fun. We, don't get business cards as we go to wrap up the if show. You're, you're a comedian. Don't get business. Somebody cards. gave me at a business any, card. I don't position. want your business card. And I, by the way, if I start meeting you a few times and you seem like a cool person and you want to, you know, you switch numbers with comedians, I'll ask. You, I'll put. I'll put it in my phone. Yeah. Don't have. Business no, here's cards. my big guy. And by the way, have good people done it? And they, in hindsight, they went, "Oh, I used to do that. That's okay." As long as you're not holding on to it. Or if you're a writer, is there an exception? Yes. Most of the time. I, when I first. Oh, here's my business card. Can so, I tell you a story? Go ahead. When I first moved out to L.A., that was like the first thing I did. Business you made card. business card? Daniel Kino, writer, comedian. Right? Oh, I like that. I made business so, cards once at a, at a, a car wash. So, what do you oh, mean? Oh, that's right. You showed me. Those. Oh, like it said Mike Coleman car wash? <laughs> No, there was like a car wash with a machine. And it made cars. And I typed in like Michael Coleman and oh. my phone number. And then, yeah. So oh, I made it, and I was so excited about these cards. And I put like 15 in my wallet, and I went out that night. And mm-hmm. I was going to Comedy Manager Club to uh, Carlin, was going to do a spot. And uh, somehow I ended up like being on the, on the back wall of the green room packed with people, and they're talking. And, and somehow it came up to cards, and somebody was leaving, and they. Said like something to Carlin, like, hey, uh, do you have a card? And he goes, card? I'm a comedian. Why would I need a card? <laughs> I went home and I threw away all those cards. <laughs> like a whole box. Just tossed them. Uh, that's... And that's like, like, oh, like the... that would like have a <laughs> clink clunk. Okay, so here's what we're going to wrap up the show with. Mike, you have been nothing. You are what they call a ratings booster. <laughs> A pussycat. No, we had some good debates. By the way, I'm not even being sarcastic. Really? Oh, people. (laughs) People. People are going to read into you. You know we're all on to you. You know that, right? What do you mean? Oh, Mike, I think you've known. Everybody figured it out. You argued people. (laughs) You I know. I started like, to get nervous because like, you looked at me like catnip for argument buffs. My God! Are we? So anyway, are we? Do, are we going out with the song? Yeah, we're, we're going to do this song two, three times, and that's how we're going to wrap it up. Katie, don't you have a uh, a comedy night that you do? I thought about that. Why don't we give that a, a shout out? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I produce a live show um, in Los Feliz. It's called Odd Thursdays because it's on the first, third, and fifth Thursdays. It's mm-hmm. at the Palace. Uh, if you go to facebookcom Thursdays or follow at Odd Thursday on Twitter, but it's really fun and it's free. Yeah, completely every, free at 9.30 in Los Feliz. I've never yeah. gone, but everybody that I had known that has gone, you know, like sometimes when they have one-nighters, they either have good reps or bad reps. Some people are like, oh, that's so weird. That one, so far, everyone I talked to says, oh, it's great. It's yeah, great. it's a really good room. Yeah, that's what every, it's, it's a good space and it's uh, so, um, and that there's been really good shows. So there you go. Thank you. All right. And then, uh, Chris, you got nothing you promote, right? <laughs> no, no, you're right. Well, what's he promote? <laughs> He's promoteless. No, no. I meant that as a compliment. What do you think? Because you got something to promote that man. What? Oh, really? We'll put it on the opening. Well, what is it? Papa Pinata. Well, how does he do? get to promote stuff? He's not even here. Oh, well, come on. He's got a. What kind of a deal is that? Shh. He's on medication. Uh, <laughs> um, no, what, 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 what do I say about it? He has a Kickstarter and it's to raise money for the movie he's doing? Ah, come on now. For what? 
All right. So we'll just put it on the website where they can go if they want to uh, if they want to uh, help him out. And then I'm going to be in it. If they raise eight hundred dollars, can I be honest with the oh, audience? Why is that, is that your? That's quote? my eight hundred dollars. <laughs> what if I was that cheap? I couldn't just do him a favor. I'm like it's eight hundred dollars. Now they got to go on. Go, <laughs> Pay it up in cash. Cash. Mike, we had big stars at our house. Mike, remember? Promote Ben Stiller. Right. You came over our house and shot a short film, right? Oh, uh, those were the days. Yeah, Fred Willard was to rehearse in our living room. I was gonna, I, fr- I would get. We did that thing, Todd's coma. Mike wrote that. And um, what if you bragged about that? But it, you, uh, then you just we find out Fred. Fred was just senile. <laughs> He's like he used to rehearse in our living room, but he didn't know. Everybody was looking for him. You know what? He would just show up in this random living room. Just I used to say I don't get talent struck. I get I don't get star struck. I don't get star struck, but I get talent struck. So when I when I first met Fred Willard, I would get nervous. <laughs> like no, that was crazy. I mean, do people know the story that we were writing the sketch show and that you, well, Todd uh, for Ben Stiller saw you in Aspen, and he was so nice and you we asked him to be in a sketch and he came to our living room right to shoot it and remember how nervous we got we fred got- willard came uh i remember sarah silverman came herb alpert yeah like i remember one time i came out of my bedroom and herb alpert and fred willard were rehearsing in our living room <laughs> right and i asked uh herb alpert to shut the fuck up uh because we were trying to rewrite a sketch <laughs> You, I, what do you mean you didn't? You wouldn't tell anyone. Wait, I'm I'm lost. Did you not know who that was? No, I was like sort of uh, joking. I was, yeah, I was okay. joking. I was just. He was fun to yell at Herb Alpert for being in your living room, but he did. He actually stopped playing the trumpet real fast. He was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Oh, you didn't know what was. You didn't know what was going on. I think. Oh no, I knew it was going on. Oh. I was teasing him, but anyway, <laughs> but it was crazy that like this. We had this thing going on in our living room that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, we ended up shooting this thing and we shot everything there. And then Fred Willard was in it and Herb Albert and, and then, uh, Ariana Huffington and, oh, right. and, and Ray Romano oh God, and Ben Stiller. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. I know. I forgot. About Sounds like, okay. Ariana Huffington. Sounds like anything. So guess what? You, what's that song again? How's it go? With that Wayne Newton. You make my pants wanna get up and dance. You make my face wanna grin. Let me tell you something. I could, we're gonna, I wanted to end silly. And by the way, tonight we have an after the after show. So that what that means is everybody packs up and we do five minutes into a, a recorder. So folks, today there's the after the after show. When everybody leaves, Katie leaves, everybody leaves, and it's just me and my guests that want to stay. Sometimes it's just me. Last week it was me, literally, I swear to God. I went home and I didn't know I didn't want to stop. So I turned my phone on and I did five more minutes of a show and Katie tagged it at the end of the show. So that's what we do now. Well, I don't do it now. I might not want to do it next week. <laughs> I made uh, made everyone buy lobs. I haven't used them once. So anyway, uh, wait, hold um, on. So, 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 so that's you make my pants when they get up and dance. What, what? Mike does Mike want to pr- promote stuff? His show? Oh yes. Oh right. Uh, so a lot the second of season of Eagle Heart. Don't be fooled by the structure <laughs> of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, second season. Friends, you love Eagle Heart. Yeah, you love the first season. The oh, second season will be on. Going to do a commercial. March fifteenth. Chris Elliott, Brett Gellman, Maria Thayer, lots of guest stars. Do you like to laugh, friends? It's the healthiest thing for you. To watch an 11 and a half minute program that has action, plot, characters, well-written dialogue, and a story that doesn't quit. Well, folks, can you get any better than that? I mean, do you like motion pictures, folks? 
Most motion pictures, like very they're about two hours long. Pitch. But how about if Mike, you could take hello? a motion We're picture, a the podcast. joy, the We're laughs, the sadness, the drama that could be happening in a two-hour If you could condense that into 11 and a half minutes, wouldn't that be the product for you? No, no, no. Mike, you went off on like a... That was insane. That was insane. Oh, Are you really talking? Sorry. No, you went off on like a like a like you were doing an infomercial. Oh, I was just trying to tell people about my new show. <laughs> I, I feel awkward. Uh, no, no, it was a little much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wait, it's sorry, hard not to laugh. Mike, how did you do that? Seriously, when we were talking back and forth, I'm like, he's just got to keep thinking. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. All right, so listen. Wait, wait. Is the first? I gotta wrap it up. 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 First season's gonna be a DVD. I gotta wrap it up. I'm not even joking around. I gotta wrap it up. So I could not have been so happy. Two things that went good today for me. One, we got into some weird, serious talk. Then Mike Coleman, of course, brings it home by doing that bit. I have to promote Silly something. back right into the fucking night. All I, I don't even think about that stuff before. I mean, I think about it enough. I can reference it, but I'm not dwelling in it. And you, but the thing with the thing that, that made me so happy, so happy that thing with the uh, infomercial. Oh, if, like who would come on and do that? Like this rehearse thing. That was fun. I'm high. And then we get <laughs> to I, end with the I pants the song. You did your, you got nothing to promote, Daniel. I got second season of Eagle Heart coming. Oh, <laughs> no, you don't. That's Mike. You have your Twitter account. Please. <laughs> Not everybody. What do you got, Blake Wexler? You got a fucking open mic night you got to tell people about? Oh, my God. No. No, I don't even want to fake. I, I don't even want to fake the angry. Okay, so, um, because I feel so good. So, and then uh, that song, I don't know why. You make my pants when we get them in this. Why have I fell in love with this song? I can't play it enough around the house. I danced <laughs> around. If you saw the way I was dancing around, just fucking loving this song. In a in a in a in a uh, in a in a long sleeve. I, I got nothing. So anyway, that's the way we wrap it up. But um um, Sharif, what is your uh, website? Because I went to see Sharif play. Where where did I see you play? And uh, and I, I learned something. People think when they come to see you, I bet they think you're going to be bad. The only reason I know that every time someone come used to come to see me in my career, they would go, "You're actually good." At the end of the show, I go. She expected me to suck, but then I felt horrible. I didn't know what to expect when I was going to see you. I didn't think bad. I didn't think good. And then you you did your show, and I was like, we, me and my friends were hanging out. We're like, this guy's fucking good. And we're like, oh, why? We we didn't know. You know, you're you know why it is. It sounds mean. Majority of the times, probably when you go to see someone play, they're not good. So when they are, it's it's uh, right. Does that sound, so so yeah? I think that's what it is. And then you play it, and you know, in like ten seconds, you can tell right away. You're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like it's it goes from a favor to us coming to see you to a favor we get to see you. That's what happens when you end up at a show where you really like it. If you know, if you go to see a play, you're like, oh, what if it's in a local neighborhood that you're going for the, and then all of a sudden when it's good, you're like, oh, this is what am I saying? I won't shut the fuck up. I can't, I can't stop. And you guys were letting me. So, so I fell in love with this song. You make my pants want to get up and dance. The guy, owner of the place, comes up just as I say that. He goes, "Oh my God, they're running a crazy place up here." <laughs> anyway, so we're gonna end with this song. We're gonna do it three. We're gonna do it three times. We're gonna sing it. Then I'm gonna give it direction, and then we're gonna do it again and three times, and that's the end of the show. And then we'll see you at the after the after show. After this is over, we're going to have another show telling you what it was. You, you'll, you'll get the gist of it. All right, go ahead. I mean, that's not nice. And Lynn Shore, thank you very much. Who, by the way, he does have to drive back to Orange 
County, and he and he's and he's nice enough to stay here just to be silly with us and and have fun. Okay. Anything you got? Okay. <laughs> oh, he doesn't. He has a operation. He can't. Oh, I shouldn't even. He only. He doesn't have a voice box. Yeah, that's he, how he communicates. He tinkles through. He bangs that little thing. That's how he answers. Okay. Nice. Nice. I don't know what he says. All right, I have to act like I know what he says. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Anyway, so we're gonna do. Uh, you make my pants want to get up and dance. You came in here, you, you and you said, "Fuck it, I'm doing a Wayne Newton cover song." And I, you know what? I think this could be a smash sensation. <laughs> Who says that anymore? All right, go ahead. I mean, I don't know how to lead you into it. I keep go. My pants time can lynn do it can lynn do you know it enough can he can we do it hold the paper for you folks i hope this is fun for you because it is fun for me oh my god one of the microphone cubes has fallen off nancy grace's tit fell out nancy grace's tit fell out all the late breaking news here as i yell into the microphone with sporadic old news nancy races nance okay you ready you want you want to how are you going to sing lynn Jeez, this is fun. You know what it's like? It's like, I, I, it's not working. This show's going off the air. <laughs> what are we going to fucking do? <laughs> All right, you ready? Lynn, I want you to sing. Here's my di- here's my direction. Sing. How you doing? Good. Nice. Like we're auditioning for it. This, this song is going to be sung in a movie, and I'm the director. <laughs> That's great, guys. Well, do me a favor. By the way, good guitar playing. What's your name, young man? This, I don't know why I talk like this. I'm not doing the old, old guy, but I'm doing definitely the, the guy who uh, he talks like this. Excuse me. <laughs> this is the voice I'm doing. Excuse me. Remember that for the bit, I'm the producer. Your guitar playing is very good. Very good. You guys are good. Hey, I'd like to see you really go fucking nuts. Really fucking go nuts. I like, really try. Really try. Yeah, get it? Like he's thinking. <laughs> What's, going really? on? What's going on with the microphone over there? Yeah, there, there. seems to be a... Oh my God! I've never been so. Oh my God! Is there nothing we, better? We, oh, Jesus! I know I could go fix that in three seconds, but I won't. I, I walk right over there. Boom! Boom! What's fucking going on? But I'm too lazy to get up. Sorry. You know, you just uh, Mike. If you All don't right, fix that microphone cube. Okay. All right. I think we're gonna make it work. And okay, and you'll and, and you'll play Sharif on the guitar. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Would you like a little more light on the stage, here, or is here, that okay? <laughs> What do you think? That's not right to ask. 
Who cares? I don't know. I wanted to not be nice in here. Mike, fix that. Cu- There's cubes on the mics, and they fall off. Thank you so much. The least you could do, a troublemaker. Oh, hi. I'm Mike Komen. Uh, I'm going to disagree with everything you say. Mike, we'll talk off the air, but this is, you are really in trouble. I, I talked to your girlfriend. She thinks you have a problem. You told me your podcast is boring. I was trying to spice it up. Uh, <laughs> the truth comes out. All right. Wait, don't interrupt when I laugh. That's the number one rule. When Dodd's what, what, what does that say in the wall behind me? Don't interrupt. When I'm la- that's like when Johnny Carson was uh, something about his son dying. And then they gave him the. No, when I Johnny tell you Carson, the greatest Johnny Carson story. Ho- but hold on one oh second. Oh my God. Hold on. I have when, a great Johnny Carson Hold on. Story. When Johnny Carson was talking about his son or something, they gave him the. Um, Fred DeCorvider, somebody gave him the wrap it up sign. And from that point mm-hmm. on, there were no. That's what it's like on this show. Wait, what did he say? Did he flip? flip I don't know. Okay, I don't well, even know if I have the name right. Get, no, get no, up wait, and wait. dance. No. Here we go. Lynn's jo- version of get up and dance. We're here. In a- okay, go ahead. What is it? Wait, wait, what is it? So I was watching. I, okay. You can cut this out. There's a great. There's no, we're not going to cut Okay. The greatest Johnny I was, Carson I was story watching ever. Jo- I, I found an old Johnny. I found an old episode of The Night Show. And Johnny Carson was interviewing Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the show, they were having the conversation about, you know, uh, now there's a certain word that you can use uh, that I can't use. Uh, the, you know, the N word. And, uh, you know, when Richard Pryor said, like, yeah, you know, people beat your ass if you say it. So. You know, they're talking about, you know, the N-word. Yes. And so the second guest was an actress, and she was very boring, and Johnny Carson was talking to her. He was trying to get the conversation going. It wasn't going anywhere. Richard Pryor is still sitting on the couch, and Johnny Carson leans over, and he says, um, you know, you can uh, help out, you know. Uh, pipe up, nigger. <laughs> and I swear to God, that happened on The Tonight Show. Oh wow. my god. It's a great story. Oh my god. That, now, can you YouTube that? No, it's not on YouTube. I found it at the uh, Museum of TV and Radio. I was just watching old Tonight Shows because oh. I loved I loved the 70s version of the Tonight Show. Okay, we're going to do one more version. You get up and dance. I don't have any. I'm not like good at leading it. Okay, we're going to do one more Go. version. Of get up and dance. By this point, it's like the show's been on for 50 years. I've done this every show. People hate it. Okay, we got somebody else coming in to do their version of the get up and dance. The audience, I have no listeners anymore. It's just me doing different. Okay, no. Let's get back into the bit where I'm the producer again. I like that bit better. That's how we're going to bring it home. All right. Hey, you guys ready? You, By the way, you're, this guy learned that the more you compliment people, it's an old trick. You compliment them. Then you, if you overcompliment them, then you can tell them basically what to do. But you know it's been it. But what you guys are great! Oh my god, that's a great sound. I want you to do it completely different. Uh, well, if we're so great, then why are we getting? Go- they know they can't go. All right, that sucks. Try to go this way. So they say that's great. Try to go this way. All right, I got nothing. I thought that story was going to win awards. You taking your headsets off? Okay, Lynn, give me what you got, kid. Let's do it. Keep doing it better. Better. No, 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 no. Better. Better. Are you shitting me? You're not even doing it. I keep telling you to do it better. No, 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 no. This is.
the word? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're gonna have to interrupt you. Do you not know the words? Okay. Do you know how? No, 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 no. Hold on. The mic's off. Remember, we're still, I'm in the audition, I'm the producer. But seriously, if, if you don't know the words, if you want to come back tomorrow and go over the words, that's absolutely fine. Also, I don't mean to give you a hard time. Are you having a hard time with the words, our son? No, not at all. Those, not, those are the words. I I'm not going to let you do it again. I'm not having any trouble at all. All right, all right. I'm sorry, I just, I don't mean to be uh, a jerk. Let's go again. Let's go again. It sounded like he was mumbling a little. Yeah, it sounded... Any other chance? Yes, yes that's go fine. Let's just right. go. We got to uh, go through here. From the same place. One, two, three. You make my pants want to get up and dance. You make my face want to grin. Okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. 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 You gotta give him his sticks back. All right, I'm gonna make one more. One more. All right, I don't know. I don't know. I'm my mind. I'm sorry. Comes back to the table. Go ahead. Sorry, did I say something? Wait. You laughing because when I said the mic? Oh, what did you say? Are we out of time? <laughs> okay, right, we gotta wrap it up. What? Oh, you you want to sing that? Yeah. So that's gonna be a song. I have a better yeah. idea. Okay. So can you give a little background? I guess we'll end with this. So Mike's gonna sing the letter. Oh no, whatever. <laughs> go. Okay, go ahead. Can you put some echo in it and yeah. give him? Go ahead. Oh, they just have to play uh, play that song. Yeah. Play the same song. Okay. And this is how we'll ride you out. Yeah. Thank you, Sharif. Thank you, Katie. Dear fuck faces, I know it's odd that I'm writing this in a letter. But I thought it would explain it easier. This letter is directed to everybody. Because they're all responsible for paying the bills. It's very uncomfortable when there is a bill due to keep asking the person for money. It's uncomfortable because you don't know if there's any. If they're short with money or fame, you keep forgetting, so you're asking them. My guess is that most of the time, it's just something that you put off. You see the bill sitting out on the counter. You know it's a 26 or the 7. You know the rent's due, but you're a little short. Money is off for a couple days. You gotta get the chips there in the sink. You gotta get the dishes so you don't think. We all live together, it's fine. But we got to keep Things going fine. By the way, the water and the gas bill will never be anyone near the first bill. 
The water company said that the first of the month was higher than the homes of the newly landscaped. It's nice. I like it. The guesstimate on future bills will be about 15 bucks each month. That's the way it's gonna go. Uh, no, he finishes it. Last but not least, the kitchen I know. It's probably like this kitchen cleaner will come once a month. And you know, and no, it's not majority rules. This is something I explained to everyone before we moved in. Because I know how to clean. I am, I don't want to move in and be uncomfortable in this home. <laughs> if my meticulous seems... If my meticulousness seems to be your only pain, I might remind you you got to deal with it. There's positive science to my quirks. If I was the type of person who didn't care about the house being so clean, I probably wouldn't care about calling the plumber when something's wrong. Making sure the yard's taken care of. Getting everybody's blinds taken care of. The furniture dealing with the owner or the housekeeper buying cleaning supplies, buying vacuum bags and all of the other things. I'm a pretty good roommate when you think about it. One day I'm going to be a gentleman of leisure. I'll get my piece of fish. All right, everybody. Oh, my God. You can just sing off as we fade out into the distance. Mike Coleman, you are wonderful. One single thing. Uh, um, uh, uh, Sharif, thank you so much. We'll put your website on in the beginning. Lynn Shore, thank you. Katie, thank you. Chris, thank you. Blake Wexler, Carl, who owns this place. I'm not asking anyone to do much. Bye, everybody. No one has to vacuum. It's not like I'm coming home saying why didn't everybody dust. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 